Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, uh, pretty much the same show as last week Arc, Quantum Leap, uh, season finale, um, Picard, Two Shadows and Bones, and The Mandalorian. So, as soon as my lovely co-hosts get here, we will get started. Uh, what else have I been watching lately? Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, uh, Night Agent, I started watching. That show's pretty good. Fun uh, spy thriller type show. And I have a co-host, so I can stop babbling. Oh, I have two hosts. Look Hello. At that. Hello. I, um, just so you guys know, I realized I was going through what I've seen and what I haven't seen. <clears throat> I have not seen this week's uh, card. But to be fair, I had a, oh. a pretty good excuse for not seeing some of the stuff. <laughs> so, considering we finally busy. got our power back yesterday, so. But the rest I have seen, I think. Hello, friends. Hello, Hello, Karen. Nice to hear your voices, as always. Yep, you too. Jamie, especially you. Glad to hear you've got some juice going on there in your 1920s house that you live in. <laughs> yeah, we finally have heat. Although, you know, this weather, I will say, is so screwy because it's like yesterday morning we're freezing because we have no heat, and then today, like, I'm turning the air conditioner on in my office. You're dying. It's like, yeah. what is wrong? It yeah, will not like, make up its mind. It needs to do that. It's like 80 degrees in the east today, yeah. Yeah, it got hot all of a sudden. It would have been nice if it was like that, like over the weekend, because then we would have been freaking when you had no heat. Yeah, yeah. So we're good. Couldn't watch any TV. So, all right. Well, sorry that you uh, missed right. Picard, but we'll work around you as best we yes. can. Yeah. Okay. I will just oh, see when you guys get that to that point. Um, so, arc. Last start with the arc. Okay. Um, uh, this was episode nine, and I forget what it was called. Jamie just said it, but it was about uh, there was a mutiny aboard ship on the arc this week. Um, uh, there are a lot of very annoying people on the arc this week uh, who uh, deserve everything that's coming to them, whatever that might be. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a, you know, this is an okay episode. I, um, you know, we have talked a lot about how we felt about this show and where it was going and is it getting better or whatever. And I, you know, I do appreciate the way they have made this be about, like, the mystery of what happened behind them when they left the Earth. And, like, how, like, I kind of, I, I'm kind of liking this backward-facing mystery kind of. Like, they're not so worried about, they're going to, like, a planet. They're not worried at all so much about what lies ahead of them, but everything that, like, happened while they were sleeping. Yeah. Uh, right. Kind of kind of a nice, like, it's it's working out as a kind of a nice storytelling twist. 
kept on saying that. Yeah, it's definitely. I hated this show so much for a couple weeks. Um, so Mrs. Trask, to use Karen's favorite line, is the worst. I mean, she is just <laughs> ridiculous. Like, she's over the. She is over the top. She is an over the top villain, and she's got Trask wrapped right around her little finger. Like he's like, I wasn't really going to kill them, and she's like, Yes, we were. Like you know, and he's like, Oh, maybe we. Should. He's like, He's like, I think you know, Alicia has learned her lesson. I think you know she'll be okay now. And the wife's like, uh, Come here. And he walks over, and he's like, Yes, dear. <laughs> So that's not good that she can manipulate him like that. Um, but, yeah, you know what, though? But, I mean, as, as terrible as they were, I mean, you know, it, you know, it's so funny because, you know, first of all, Garnett, once again, is a little too brash during the, their, their conversation. He's like, oh, I, I can make a shield. We're, we're, we're fine. We're going to still go to the planet. And she's like, eh, I don't know. You know, we have no way to test it. And, you know... I think, you know, we should look for an alternative because ARC-15 wants to kill us, you know, so I think that's a bad idea. And they take a vote, and they're like, what is this? And they're like, it's a democracy. You know, we take votes here, all the upper people. But the problem is she was so brash about it, you know, like, if you're going to have a democracy, have a conversation, not a – it's going to be this way, everybody vote now, type of thing. You know, it was just like, they, they didn't have a long enough conversation, which, that's Garnett's weakest thing, is she is very quick to make a snap judgment before thinking it all the way through. Because the ironic thing is, while I'm thrilled that this shield did not work, because I was like, oh, that shield can't work. There's no way this shield can work. Um, they said they couldn't test it, but when they turned it on, it failed. So, guess what? You could have tested it, obviously. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Um, well, I think they turned it on. They didn't test it in advance. Maybe there was only turning you know, on or not. Um, but, but fucking Trask's wife there, she's like, she's like, you know, um, if you're going to act like children, we're going to treat you like children. And they locked them out of the system. Now, who's being like, childish uh, here? You didn't. Who's talking? The like, vote didn't go. I was going to say, who's acting yeah. like children doing this? <laughs> but exactly. The vote didn't go your way, so you're throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> like who's the Basically. child here? <laughs> yeah. And then of course you know you know threatening to kill them didn't uh, help things. Um, and his trash wife uh, totally knows that he's he's sleeping with cat. She couldn't she couldn't keep the, you know she couldn't follow through, but at least she tried. Well, yeah, I mean, at least she's not gonna let them die. No, but I mean, at least she tried to to. Tried to take the right side, uh, even if it didn't uh, work out so good. Um, I, you know, and this is where, like, Lane, he keeps getting chances, and it's like he could work with them and things could go well, but it's like they can never trust him because he screwed them over every single time, clearly. So... No, that guy can never be trusted. I mean, he is. No, it's not going to happen. His ego. He he's so self-absorbed. He has a terrible ego that gets in his way all the time. And he, I mean, talk about somebody having a temper tantrum, being like a whiny baby. Like he he is helping trust because he's mad at Barnett. Like you know, at the end of last week, 
when he gets fired, he goes to trust and he's like, oh, after what they did to me, I'm like, oh, my only allegiance is to you. Like, he got himself fired, right? Like, I mean, he's acting yeah. like the other kids were being mean to him and now he's got to, like, help trust. So but, like, he threw them over, yeah. He got himself fired. He deserved to be fired. This guy is like, yeah, you could, he can never be trusted. Even, yeah, he just can't be trusted. He will never stop trying to undermine in, Garnett. Am I, am I, I'm trying to remember. At the very end, I think he switches sides to save them, doesn't he? But, I mean, it's way too little too late. But I think at the end, he doesn't. Oh, he yeah. won't kill them. He does. Well, he tries to. Yeah. 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 So. It, Everybody he, does. Yeah. Ava and Kat, too. Yeah. But. Uh, like, like, they yeah, all realize. Way too little too late. Yeah, they all real. All three of them realize what what is what is going on with these people. Like like we wanted to take over to go to this planet because we think they're wrong, but you know we weren't. You know, like they didn't realize how far the tracks were willing to go. Right, right. And now the they're thing is, you know. Is I feel like part of this happened because most people on the on the ship disagreed with what she did, and that maybe if they had taken it to a ship wide vote, it would have done better. But that's part of the problem is they can't do that. Like, somebody has to make a decision, and the people have to follow the decision whether they agree with it or not, because otherwise you can't have a letter. I mean, that's part of the problem. They have a problem that they can't – it's kind of dumb dumb because they're all in the military. Like, they're all lieutenants, right? The three of them are lieutenants. They're in the military. Like, they they should be able to – take orders and give orders, and yet they're constantly, like, in this, like, it's a democracy that's vote. I, I think a ship-wide vote, like, like, these people... Yeah, I think that would have been a bad they idea. They were never supposed to be a community. They were never supposed to be passengers. They were all supposed to be cargo and just wake up for the last couple months, right? Like, right before... Right. Supposed to wake up, like, two weeks before they landed or something. They were supposed to wake up, right? So mm-hmm. they were never supposed to be... And they don't really, like... Yeah, you can't take a ship-wide boat. Also, these people on the ship time, like, they don't like it. They, there's always, like, a food fight or a – there's always a brawl in the mess hall, like, every time they don't like yeah. one of Garnett's decisions. These people on the ship are the worst. Like, I this presume they like, mu- go with me or you get thrown out the airlock. End of story. <laughs> no, but, like, it, it's, these people are ridiculous. They're supposed to all no, be, like, the smartest people on Earth, right? Um, and – Presumably, they would have received some very intense training about going to um, live on a new planet, like, to save the human race. Or they, they just act like a whole bunch of, like, crazy rabble that are living in, like, you know, like, on the Titanic, how Jack lived below deck and all the, like, in the third-class people and then there's yeah. the fourth-class people. And I feel like the people on the ship are, like, the third, when they go down and there's just, like, a party going on in the third class. Um, I, you know, I... I I don't know what's up with these people on the ship, but they like they get in a fight. Every, like there's a huge fight every single time that every time they don't like something. Well, um, the thing is, and they, while they all might have their special specialities and they're, and they're intelligent people, they're still civilians. So they are. You know. Yeah, I think that's they are, part of the still problem. Civilians. You, you, you've got you've got more civilians than you do management. A lot more. Yeah. You've got three people that are actually military. Everybody else is civilian. Like, even Ava's civilian. She's an engineer, but she's still a civilian. She doesn't have a rank. Yeah. And I guess, like, as civilians, they don't really know or care that, like, in, like, like, the Navy, in, in most navies, 
mutiny is a crime that can be punishable by death, right? <laughs> um, oh yeah. But uh, right. <laughs> but uh, at the very at the very least, it's a court martial. Yeah, these people yeah. don't really like respect or know and get that. Um, yeah, they're a bunch of late. They just they just like always have a fight, and it's usually in the mess hall. It's kind of hilarious. Um, so yeah, Lane. Ter- I mean, there was a lot of like drama this week. I think they all deserved it. So you know, Lane is like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't know this would happen when I decided to mutiny and take over your ship. I didn't, you know. I'm sorry." And Grant's like, "Yeah, whatever. Talk to the hand, right? Like, there's like what? You Talk can't to the commit fish. a mutiny. You knocked him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk to the fist. Yeah. Um, um, and Ava's like, "Oh, uh, Bryce. Oh, I'm. You know, let me try to explain. I'm sorry." And he's like, "No, I don't ever want to talk to you ever again." And he's not wrong, right? Like, yeah. like, yeah. You can't like commit a mutiny, drug people. Like people, like they stole all the drugs like, out I'm of the hospital and drugged everyone. It's very, very big breach what they've done. Yeah. Um. And yeah, Mrs. And now Trust, that, like I don't know what's up with her, but she knows going out of fucking airlock. Yeah. One thing maybe that is missing for me in this show is like, like why is Mr. Trust even with her or married to her? Like why, why is he so passive in her presence? Like, because he clearly (laughs) has a huge ego also. And right. He's always like, I'm the big genius that invented everything. You have to listen to what I say. And he's always throwing his weight around and Mr. Big Ego, except when his wife speaks, then he's like Mr. Like cowering in the corner. And it's not really, um, it's not really like, I don't know why he would have divorced her a million years ago. And like, just, he has all these women apparently all over the world. Right. I don't really like, I don't really get that. Maybe that's coming. Maybe she's got something on him. Like I kind of was suspecting maybe she was the brains of the operation. Um, but I also, I, you know, I also don't think on this kind of a show, it makes sense that a woman would be like hiding her intelligence and letting her husband be the front. I don't really know. I don't know what's going on there. I think, um, I think while he's the intelligence, I think she's, um, the coordinator. Like he seems yeah. like he seems like the type of guy that like, you know, he's he's hanging out he's out in the garage working on his next invention and she's like, um, well, okay, that's great you invented this, but what are you gonna do with it? He's like, I don't know, it's just it's really cool, don't you think? It it works too. And she's like, Okay, we need to come up with a plan, you know, you need to make money off of this. Oh, I don't care about money, it's for the betterment of mankind. No, we need to worry about money. I'll take care of it, don't you you know, she's she's that next level. She's where he's egotistical because of his genius, she's got that that, that next level ego that thinks that because she's associated with him and she, you know, and she's very she's very intelligent herself when it comes to the business yeah. side of things. She actually has that surgeon mentality. Yeah, or as I heard Jamie say, she's like the political animal. Right, she's the political yeah, one that like yes. manip- gets yes. all the money, manipulates the lawyers, the yep. politicians, the like everything they need to. Yeah, she runs it all. Exactly. She controls it. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Keeps them on a tight yeah. leash. She, she's, yeah, she needs to go out there. We all, we're all unified in our hatred of her, right? 
She's horrible. Yep. Oh yeah, she is. Um, oh, I, I could I could hear Karen in my ear the whole time I'm watching the episode, going, "She is the worst." <laughs> <laughs> she is. She is the worst. Um, I, I feel like she. She knows, I don't know if she knows about ARC-15, if she's behind ARC-15, if she's the boss of ARC-15. I, I don't know what's up there. Um, I mean, No, I don't think she knows anything about ARC-15. No. That's the other big thing that happened this episode I think, is that. Yeah, Kelly, which I ha- we all kind of suspected that. Already. Oh, that was when I thought yeah. Karen was right. <laughs> she's going to be happy yeah. to know. was right. Yep. Yeah. I'm so happy when I'm right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that turns out that Kelly's, like, from ARC-15, she's in contact with ARC-15, and it's not – and she has trust. She wants to, like, I don't know, kidnap trust, take him on – we don't really know, right? It ends with her being like, I've got trust. You know, well, you know what I think? I think that – I think Maddox is on ARC-15. Which one's Maddox? That's – the woman that he hates, the woman yeah. that came after him, yeah, the, right? Maddox, the, the one that, the one that, yeah. the one that stole his company and finished everything. They had yeah. him yeah. kicked out, and she took over and finished everything. The one that he's yeah. like, we can't, like, we can't follow her plan, and someone else, and, and Bryce is like, you can't, you can't just not try it just because you don't like the person who invented it, right? That's what Bryce said, and he's right, like, yeah. um. Uh, Trust just hates that woman so much. I think you're right. Yeah, she's going to be the – she's on ARC-15. She launched ARC-15, whatever. She's – yeah, definitely. Um, uh, she took his company, but only after he disappeared, right? Well, like, no, at, I think she took it after, after he tried to save humanity and ended up, ended up uh, oh, creating yeah. a new virus. Yeah, he created Lampkin. I'm so I'm so I'm so glad Bryce had that um, that moment where his freakout moment where he told everybody, well, not everybody, but everybody he was locked up with that he had uh, whatever the hell that disease is called. Clampkins. Clampkins, Clampkins, Clampkins I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, Clampkins. I'm glad he did too. I'm glad he did too. That like secret, like a, someone keeping a secret like that can only be interesting on a show for like a certain amount of time, and then you have to get yeah. it over with, right? Yeah. Um, and he was like, I have Clampkins. It was very, like, <laughs> emotional outburst. <laughs> well, he has a right to be upset, but... Yeah. I know, he's going to die from this disease. He he does, you know. Yes, of course, he's up, upset um, by that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm glad that's out, too. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the other big thing that happened on the show. Uh all that came out. We knew Kelly was horrible, um, and she was being yeah. all like, "I'm not really sure." Did I just forget what her interest was in Angus, or we don't really know what her interest was? She was just trying to learn stuff about the she ship. Was using she was just him. using him to learn stuff she, about the ship, right? She was using him. Yeah, yeah. She like, was yeah, using him no, to learn about the agriculture, agriculture, and to fix her 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 tricorder there. Um, yeah, which I don't Angus know if she, ever, do, so she went and found somebody I, else. I don't think she even had interest in, in the agriculture. I think she was just trying to be interested in she what she's interested in to suck up to him. Well, I no, so? I actually she, think she. I th- I I think so, because I feel like whatever's going on. With, we don't know what's going on with Arc Fifteen, so I feel like it's information that she wants for Arc Fifteen. 
You would think so. But I feel like there's a reason that ARC-15 is going around shooting the other ARCs. Like, it, it, you know, now that yeah. we know that Kelly's ARC-15, which we suspected, it looks like they shot ARC-2, or, 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 or sorry, 3, and took all their shit. So maybe they got to the new planet, and the, and the new planet, uh, A, wasn't there, B, wasn't habitable, you know, so they, they yeah. don't have everything they need. You know, they think they're going to go to this planet, they're going to create crops and stuff, which now they can't, you know, if, there might be something wrong with the planet, so now R-15 is just driving around stealing from everybody else while looking for another habitable planet. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, here's another so thing, like, ARC-15 probably doesn't have as many, like, when you're the 15th ARC, did 15 of them go, right? Supposedly at least three. We've seen one, three, and 15 yeah. we know actually took off. Right. Uh, presumably took 15 off. arcs. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. Presumably 15 arcs have taken off, right? Um, so when you're number 15, like, all the really smart geniuses already went on the first 14 of them, right? Like, how, what are we down to, like, the 15th smartest yeah. agriculture guy on the planet or the 20th or the, right? Yeah. Well, arc, Plus, arc, arc, arc 15 is whoever's left. Well, plus you would you they're assuming that arcs one through whatever got to the planet and started like making it a place where you could live, right? Like by fifteen, you get there and it's like all set up and running, maybe. Um, you said you would hope, right? So, but yeah, you maybe would, they're maybe they're out of like geniuses to get on arc fifteen. It's just yeah, whoever's left, right? Yeah, I'm it's sure we'll find out next week. Yeah, I'm sure we will. So, um, how many? There are thirteen episodes, right? This was nine. Next week is not the season finale, right? 13, yes. I think there's 13, yeah. 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 I got to double check, I think so. All right. Well, okay. There are. What are you looking about? I'm double checking right now. Real quick before we move on. Um, 12. I think I. There are 12. Three left. Okay, so we are 75% through this season um, with three to go. So, yeah, I guess we're going to find out about this stuff. Okay. All right. All right. You're almost caught up to me. Quantum Leap. Yes, let's talk about Quantum Leap. I really, really like this. Yeah, me too. I really Um, like this. I... Yeah, I have a couple issues. I really, I enjoyed this episode. It was a good season finale. Um, they put to rest a couple of things that, um, I'm glad they put to rest the Martinez thing. That was maybe not a sustainable yeah. storyline to have like a Leaper X chasing around for, you know, the entire show. Um, and, you know, they. it's funny. It was kind of funny, like, Well, let me set that aside. Yeah, I liked it. I have a couple. I had a couple of issues with it, but I, I mostly liked it also. Um, what were your a, issues? A little bit. Okay, well, a little bit was kind of crazy town with this. Like, we all we need each other, and that the two Ians, the three Ians, were like kind of in some kind of like meditative. Like they're just going to know to press the button at the exact same time or something, right? Like I was, it, it was getting a little. Woo woo for well, me. That kind right? of makes sense. Well, I mean, I, know, the, I mean, that makes I, sense. I see Karen's side of it too. It was a little no, the quantum and but I liked it. it. To me, it was a little like, oh, they're just gonna know. They're just gonna sense when they should. Like, I, I, I heard, I, I understood the quantum entanglement, blah blah, that they were talking about. 
but really I felt a little like, oh, this um, is not, to me, wasn't, you know, it's a little, I, I did really, I think my favorite part about this entire episode Ian lipstick was fantastic. Oh my god, all the Ian. <laughs> I was thinking that they're happy too. I'm like, I want their lipstick. No, yeah, that was good. That lipstick uh-huh. looked amazing. Actually, 2023, all of Ian 2023's makeup was like, makeup and hair was <laughs> yeah. awesome on 2023. Yeah. The whole makeup was great. And the lip, I was like, oh, I wish I could get away with that lipstick. That's awesome. Um, Actually, yeah, it was, it was, funny. It was I a little it. bit lost in that episode, I'd say. That's all I would describe. I was, but yeah. I was looking at, I was looking at Ian and Jen in 2018, and I'm looking at them going, "What are they wearing?" Like, I don't remember 2018 style looking like that. It's like they forgot what, what you know. It's like they they were like, "Oh, we went." Like, I, it, it felt like they forgot what the era was, and they just like threw clothes on them that made no sense. Well, I'm like, "What are they wearing?" And, and, like, and a terrible wig. In contrast, Ian's 2018 wig was terrible. That brown hair was just not a good look for Ian. It's I mean, I know they needed to... a little bit emo. I uh, guess I know they had to make the, you know, Ian look very different, different in three yeah, kind of in three different eras. Um, but yeah, I also was like, what were they wearing? And I also was looking at when when we saw in the beginning when we saw 20. 66 or whatever year, 2060-something, right? 2051. Uh, 2051, when L.A.'s destroyed, I was a little annoyed that they're like, oh, nuclear winter, and it wasn't really clear to me, like, what exactly happened that, uh, like, we did hear that the government destroyed the quantum accelerator because they they hold quantum leak responsible for everything that went wrong, but they never say, like, oh, the Russians nuked us or North Korea nuked us or whatever. Like, that that never is explained. Well, he right? got, well, well it's not going to um, he, he, uh, Ben says, "Are we at war?" And Ian says, "Amongst other things." Uh, yeah, they didn't really yeah. have time to go into it. I would um, like they don't really a little bit more go specific, but but it yeah. but it I also doesn't even matter because no, that's never going to come to pass now. But you maybe uh, well maybe maybe it's never going to come to pass. What I, I mean, wait 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 wait. wait. I want just one quick thing, Jamie. The reason I thought of that was because of what you were saying about the clothes in 2018. I was trying to get a real good look at what Ben and Ian were wearing in the future, and they were wearing these brown, like they were like matching brown wraparound snuggy type things like, with black trim. Did you get a good look at the clothes? They were they were like, like they were like burlap bags. It was yeah. like apocalyptic. We wear what's here, and it just yeah. I don't no, know, but I don't know. If it's apocalyptic, we wear what's here. You don't have matching outfits. They they were That's like some true. type of uniform. Quite and that. and one more thing, and Jamie, maybe I know you're waiting to talk. Maybe you can explain this to me. Who did Ben leap into in 2066? He just leapt into the that was like what was, was yeah. he a hologram yeah. and the accelerator? I don't think we're supposed to know yet. I, I, okay. My question is, what what I want to know is, I wish we would have seen a little more of the future. I understand they couldn't, you know, take that much time with it. But yeah. my question is, if they change the future, like you said, is this future irrelevant and we're never going to see it again? Because I feel like the fact of who we jumped into was important and we never found out. And he's like saying, I had to find somebody for you to jump into. And I take it that only one, you know, only one other person was left, but we never found out who that was. I would have liked to have known that. 
I agree. And now I feel like it's irrelevant and we're never going to know. Yeah. So That's why, because it's irrelevant. I but guess. it's not. Yeah. It would, I mean, uh, here's the thing. It can't be totally irrelevant because the show's not over. Like, there's a second season, right? It's not like everything's fixed or right. the show would be over. Right. But I guess my question is, if they fix that part, does that future ever happen? Because if that future never happens, that's why I'm saying it's irrelevant. Not that it was irrelevant, we don't need to know, just that future's <laughs> never going to happen now, right? So it would have been fixed. Actually, yes. you know what? So Actually, no, that future could still happen because um, Martina is still leaving. They killed somebody else. They killed, him as, they killed him as a leaper. If they were to kill him before he left, then yes, that future would not happen. But they killed him as a – he died as a leaper, which means that future could still happen. Yeah, because they could still send somebody else back, So, which probably will happen, I'm assuming. Well, well, no, because they destroyed the machine. No, they destroyed the machine. They destroyed, they destroyed the machine, the machine right after Martina. Martina's back. They destroyed the machine. He knew it they was immediately the destroyed trip. the machine. Right, but the machine's undestroyed now, technically. So, whoever's in that no, it's now not. Could... Exactly. Okay. No, Jamie's saying in 2023 the machine still exists. So if yeah, it exists in 2023, like... but they would yeah, so not. Jamie... But the thing is. But when they but send they Martinez back, no, they don't, because they destroyed the machine. Right. Yes, so but they AJ, don't know it wasn't before they destroyed the machine, I'm saying, like, before they get to that point, things changed. Like, there was a yes. different outcome now. So they could still, in their future, not in the original 2050, whatever it was, but in their new future, they could send somebody else knowing Martinez didn't make it. Does that make sense? You, what I'm saying? You've got to. Yes, you've got to remember. They don't know that. Yes, you've got to remember that the rules of the show are not what happened happened. The future changes every time they make a change in the past. Right, it's like 12 monkeys. So the new future people know that Martinez didn't make it. We just haven't seen it. But they don't know it. But they don't know it. But they don't know it. They don't know it because they destroyed the machine immediately. So they can't track where he is and what he's doing. And if he does change anything in the past, then their memories of the future change instantaneously and don't know that that's not their original memory. The only person that would not have a memory change would be the leaper themselves and their hol- and the person in the imaging chamber. And since they didn't have anybody in the imaging chamber with him, there's nobody to know if he changed anything or not. I see what you're saying. I think, but their memories automatically out. change. Right. Like, they would have just known he didn't do it right. They wouldn't have known what happened to lead to that, I guess. I but they wouldn't know. know that it even – but, Jamie, I understand what you're saying, but they wouldn't even – because they, they wouldn't even know that they did it in the first place. Right. So they would do something different this time. So it could – the Martinez – But they wouldn't – but they wouldn't know that they did right. something right. in the first right. place right. that they right. needed right. to change it, something. It doesn't matter. The point is they changed it. <laughs> You're 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 going too far down the rabbit hole. But we don't know um, if they changed it. We don't know if they changed the future. They might not no, have changed the future. We, right. Let me. Right. Yeah. They might they not have changed the it. eventual outcome. They changed things. We don't know how much they changed. How's that? Right. We know they changed things, obviously, because they got rid of Martinez. So something got changed. Um, but although that one, his timeline was in his future rather than his past, so that's not necessarily accurate. I mean, yeah. very very but, often 
very, very often Ben does things that he and Addison think are a major change, and then Addison's like, wait a minute, Ziggy says, like, it actually gets worse. Now so-and-so decides to burn down the restaurant instead of just, right? Like, sometimes they make a change. Right. They think they fixed everything, and they screw it up worse. So right. that's always yeah. a possibility. Um, My point is, what I was originally going to say is that I like that I get what you're saying, Karen, about it's kind of weird they all knew how to do it at the same time. But it's also quantum entanglement between one person rather than two people. So I find I find yeah. it like a little easier to believe. Like if it was the other way around, like Addison knew to do it because of Ben or something like that in the future, then I maybe wouldn't buy it as much. But you're being yourself connected makes a little more sense to me. But that being said, my point is I like how they did that. But more than that, I like how they all had to work together and it wasn't just Ben. That was what I liked about it, that, that we yeah. needed Jeff and Ian and uh, Magic, and it was kind of like all they were all different pieces of the moving puzzle. And I also liked that they finally explained, too, that, like, originally she was the leaper, and, like, they changed it. But they didn't remember we knew that, that version, clearly. And this is, yeah, but they, I mean, they kind of showed how that happened. Not showed it, but. Well, that's, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. She was always it. supposed to be the one that left, and then, but Ben changed things in the present, by leaping instead because of the warning from Ian. Right. So there's actually now, a timeline. Yeah. It's funny yeah. kind of actually because should, should they go back, should, should he leap back to fix right what, what you know, put right what, what, what went wrong and let her be the leaper? <laughs> yeah. And that was Sorry. my other, my one thing that was a little confusing to me. I just want to say when you said about that is um, they figured out with the code or whatever, how to send him exactly where they wanted, right? Like, they were originally going to send him back to the beginning of the day, but they didn't even need to do that. And they were supposed to, it was my understanding at the end, they were sending him back to where he was supposed to be, right? Back to the present. Because they didn't really, you didn't really find out what happened. Like, we don't really know because they cut it off, but I assumed that you were supposed to think that maybe he was going to walk in. Um, Yeah, yeah, they all thought he was going to walk in. Right, because now they figured it out. So the thing is, is they make it like no, 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 they no. know how to control it, which would be they can't do no, that. No, 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 but, no, 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 no. Yeah. He, they, he, Ian wrote a cheat code so he could restart over that leap. Okay, they think he's not coming the whole home. thing. Yeah, not the whole thing. Just that leap. He thinks he's. Right. They think he's coming okay. home now right, because sense. he completed. He completed his original. Um, mission, which was to save, he saves Addison, so there's nowhere else for him to leap other than to come home. However, I, I love so. the However, way they ended it. Happen, yes, I yes, like the way I like the way they ended it because, you know, they didn't know they were having a season two yet or not when they wrote the finale. So I like the way they did it, where you see the the uh, imaging chamber lighting up, and then it cuts to the credits. So it's like if it had ended and they didn't get renewed, you could be like, they could be like, okay, yeah, he made it home. Um, but because we're getting, no, we're getting a season two, obviously when the next season starts, it's going to be a little haywire. <laughs> He's not going to show there's up. There's always the possibility that he could show up and release. Like there could be a reason he has uh, to no, leave. No, 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 no. So, I would not I like that. I would not like that at all. That would be dumb. No. I, I think. I don't think it will. I said I think they could. I think it I think it could be Ian who walks in because we've never seen the part where, you know, we know Ian at some point became a leaper, but we haven't seen that happen yet. 
And it could be that, that, that Ian comes in somehow from his leap. Uh, that could be interesting. I What I really liked about the ending, before they got, I mean, I, I did like how they did it. I liked how Ben, like, when Ben and Martinez are fighting, they cycle through all the leaps. And I, I yeah, you know, particularly for cool. someone like I have complained week after week, like, what is the point? These are low-stakes leaps. What is the point? What is, it, what, what is he changing? What's happening? And it, it turned, like, it worked out a little bit that what he was doing was he was learning something every, like, he learned how to be a professional boxer. And he was able to fight mm-hmm. Martinez. Because yeah. I was thinking, at the beginning of that fight, I was like, I was like, this is realistic. Of course, Martinez could totally beat the shit out of Ben Song any time. And, and he's getting his ass kicked. And it's kind of realistic what's going to happen. And then, you know, he leaps and he remembers the, how to box. And then he leaps to the, he leaps to the, they, they flip to the, um, to the ship. And he's like, arrest that guy. And then, you know, in the end, it's back in like 1860, whatever, where that, the, he goes to that town and that woman ends up shooting Martinez, um, which was kind of cool. Uh, I thought at first it was going to be that maybe Ian was inside that moment, but that didn't happen. I don't know. For some oh. second, I thought it was going to end up being another leaper. Not sure why Interesting. I that. <laughs> that was my thought. Interesting. Um, yeah, I kind of like that little trip down memory lane to sort of remind us where he's yeah. been. And, I mean, I don't you know really think the point of it was that he was learning, but I don't think that's why he planned well. that route. We don't know, but I I just like the way it worked out. I liked um I liked when they didn't believe that he was really Ben, um when they were like I just knew there was something off. He was too confident. <laughs> I thought you know <laughs> speaking of learning things through the you know through the leaps and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, when they said time though, I really thought it was going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. By the way. My only comment there. Oh, why is, is that? Is it from? I mean, I don't watch Housewives, so I, I don't know what I don't watch. I don't know. I, I don't, don't even know either. what Turtle Time means because I don't watch. Yeah, I don't know that either. When they first said Turtle Time, I I thought it meant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that was what I thought. Like, okay, I'm confused. Yeah, I don't know. I don't watch it either. Yeah, I have no idea what it means. Um. Uh, I had something else I was going to say, and I forgot what it was. Oh, I, you know, I, I wasn't, like, totally in love with this, like, Ben and Addison are meant to be. And, like, I, I liked the part where he has to recreate the date and he doesn't have any memory of it. And Addison was, like, walking him through their own first date in this weird kind of, like, I, I enjoyed that. That was kind of cool. Um but, oh, I know what I was going to say. I know where I'm going with this. It, it was kind of ironic that, you know, Ben's been zooming around trying to save Addison because Martinez is going to shoot her. And she actually is shot as, like, just the collateral damage in the fight. Like, he, he, like he wasn't trying to kill her. Yeah. She was shot yeah. accidentally. Gun went off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of a, like, I'd love to see some of this get rehashed by them. I like that he also was, a, and even though it didn't end up, it would have went that way. I like that, excuse me, at least in that version that he told them and like totally didn't listen to anything they said and did what he wanted anyway. Which, you which know, I it's totally funny. You know what I was thinking when she got shot in the arm um, before I knew that they were going to reset the day. Um, I thought, I thought I could see it already. She's going to, 
uh, walk, you know, the hologram her is going to walk over to him and be like, uh, thanks for this, by the way, pointing to her shoulder. <laughs> oh. She has, like, a scar now. They said that their memories wouldn't catch up till the end of the week, though. That's the only thing. Which I don't know, I well, can't no, understand the science of that, but... but <laughs> No, but the 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 per, the, pers- the hologram their memory remembers the original timeline because they're for whatever reason out of the loop just like the leaper. Right. So she wouldn't have had the scar yet, I wouldn't think. No, I mean, she wouldn't I have had the scar yet. But, no, but I'm saying I was I didn't mean immediately. She she I meant like remember. at a, I meant I meant at a future date. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that would have been funny. Uh, but, uh, all right. Yeah, I think it was so, a good finale. I like how they did it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And yeah, once again, finale. sorry, people in my background are being loud. Uh, and once again, I do think that it, I was surprised, like and we said this before, kind of surprised a lot of that they did, that they did it first season, um, which was cool because they're not making us wait. What? 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 That they did things like the future, like I wouldn't have expected it to be done in season one. That they had, like I would have expected that to be a later storyline. So I oh, like yeah. that they're, yeah. they're moving forward quickly and not like, you know, making us wait forever for everything. So I like that they kind of wrap things up and most, I think most of season one, like the the questions we had, now I think most of them were answered. Um, so yeah. Well, I mean, except for like, how did um how did the world get uh, hit by a nuclear, you know, basically wiped out by a nuclear war uh, or something like that? that? Like, that's a huge question that they raised here at the end, right? Yeah, that's a new um, question. Yeah. But the stuff from during the season pretty much answered was what I meant. Like, they, other than the new oh, stuff. Yeah. Mostly answered. Well, I mean, I think, I think season two is obviously going to go down down the rabbit hole of, Okay, he should have came home already. He didn't. How do we get him home? Like the, you know, like that. I mean, the stakes actually dropped considering where they were. Now it's just, all right. How do we figure this out? How do we get him home? <laughs> well, but I don't know that the stakes dropped. I mean, we don't know that they averted nuclear disaster, right? They don't know that. No, but um, right, but they're that. But that's not something they can. I mean, I guess technically Ben can be like, you know, hey, when I was in the future nuclear winter and you know we should while i'm leaping around we should figure this out like you know you know what i mean yeah. like, that's what i mean by the stakes is dropped it's like it's like he's not leaping with a purpose anymore it, yeah and in, in le- except uh, there will probably be one they'll, they'll probably give us one at some point but yeah um or maybe, maybe that ian will be leaping around maybe it's ian and they're like shit how do we send ian back what's going on i mean we had you know i mean there's that whole ian thing well, that's ian, but if ian ian leapt further in the future so he shouldn't be leaping back into that machine well we don't know like we don't know when he left we know that he left into that person uh but we don't know how far in the future it could it could have been the next week it could have been the next month we know he left in the future but we don't know that he came from when he left into right, that but what that i'm saying poet, is but what I'm saying is Ian couldn't come out of that quantum accelerator because then there would be two Ians. Like he would go back to the time date that he originally left from. Well, there were two Bens. There were two Bens that came walking around the office. Well, no, 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 hold on. Ben was in his own body, first of all. Second of all, 
you were oh, saying yeah, hypothesizing why. you were you were hypothesizing that Ian could be the one coming out of the accelerator. He can't come out of the accelerator in that time timeline. Why not? Like that day, because he's not from the future. He he could he could leap into somebody in that in 2023, but he couldn't like his physical being couldn't walk through out the out the quantum accelerator. Why not? I'm trying to get AJ's saying, but I I had the same thought that you did, Karen. But I because kind of get what you're saying. Okay, all right, all right. If Ian he's left not from that timeline, say, okay, right. He's not from that timeline. If Ian left in 2024. He wouldn't come out of the accelerator in 2023. He could leap into somebody in 2023, but he can't. His physical body can't come out of there because his physical he, body is he, already in okay. 2023. Why couldn't he leap into Ben in the accelerator and he comes out in Ben? I'm not, oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could happen. I guess <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> I think that maybe maybe Ben will come back, but maybe it'll be like a completely different version of Ben too. I mean, it could be that Ben comes back, but he's been completely changed because of what happened at some point in between that we didn't see, you know, because he could be like a future Ben. I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of things. Yeah, but then this, <laughs> then the show's not Quantum Leap anymore because he's there. Well, I, so, well I mean, what, he could leap again. I mean, think about Sliders. I remember at one point in Sliders, they came home yeah, and didn't even is, know they did. I'm just saying, yeah, like... I, that, it, I, I remember that. That was funny. Yeah. Here's That's the thing. Bad. Quantum Leap has always was always about trying to bring Sam home. And I feel like mm-hmm. maybe right. at its core, Quantum Leap has to always be about bringing Ben home. And so yes. then you know, maybe <laughs> no one comes out of the accelerator. Maybe no one's in the accelerator at all. Uh, right. And, and then, you know, I mean, at its core, it's about and, – and it's so much about, like, how magic is so guilted about never bringing Sam home. Um, and and he never can find Sam because Scott Bakula is not doing the show. So yeah, maybe Sam will walk out uh, instead. Uh, uh, Sam won't walk out. Scott Bakula is not no, doing I the don't. show. It's like a known thing. Well, uh, that was, well, no, that was season one. He said he he said he had at current time he had no plans to come back to the show. That that can change. Yeah, I think they're still trying to get All him, right. but I don't. All right. At any rate, it was decent. It was pretty good. Uh, it was a, the show. The whole season was way better than I ever thought it was going to be, um, you know, especially for, like, AJ, as someone who watched the original show um, when it aired, you know, uh, we were excited and nervous at the same time about what this show was going to be. Yeah. And it, it, it turned out to be, yep. like, way better than I expected, I think. Yep. So, And it's renewed. I agree. So, yep. But we might yep. not get it back until... Who knows when that's going to be, right? That well, be they late. already started filming. They're already filming. Well, it's on, work, so. it's on, ne- it it's on network be. television, so it should actually not, you know, it should actually not be forever. Faster. Like streaming yeah. services. Network kind of a lot happen. faster than streamers. But yeah. at any rate, watch my interview with Martin Garrow, because I did also who's, talk to him. And who's Martin Garrow? Martin Garrow, the uh, showrunner. Thank I you. asked him about the waiting room. I asked him some different things. I did the interview pre-finale though so it's it's about kind of the finale and leading up to that but um but i did okay. ask him about the waiting room because you guys wanted to know cool. that so yeah <laughs> cool so all yeah, right it's cool and i'm talking so, again shadow right. and bone yes let's move on now these two episodes of shadow and bone if, if i'm right these are where they um the uh the crows go to get the weapon, right? It's the two episodes yes. where they get, yes, they go okay. get the sword. Yep. 
Yes. All right. So, I, so I enjoyed quick. episode five. I put episode six was a drag, and I was like, oh, my God, shut up. Could this please just move along a little bit? I thought six really dragged. Five I enjoyed a lot better. Um, six is where everybody gets poisoned and has a hallucination about their yeah. deepest fears and wants well, or whatever. And I was like, oh, like move it along. And visions and everything else. <laughs> so we could have guessed that. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I liked it because so, I thought it was nice to finally see more about them and find out like why more about Kaz and why he is the way he is. So I don't know. It didn't irritate me. But again, it, it's a lot different when you see it all together to, for me to remember what was what and which one was slow to me. I don't, I can't really tell you that. My favorite part of those two episodes was the opening of episode five. I thought that was really cool the way they had four crows sitting on the sign and then a f- fifth crow flew in and then yeah. you see the sixth crow stuck inside that room. I thought that was really cool. I got, I was like, oh, check it out. <laughs> I got you mean real cool? Yeah, the opening credits. Huh? You talked about the title, the title card. The, 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 title, the, opening the title, card. title card. The title card changes oh, the opening, every episode. They're working their way to the six of crows. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, um, I, you know, I, I got, I got to say. I, I mean, this season is is much better than the first season. I said that pretty yeah. much every week. Yeah, absolutely. But I continue, I continue to enjoy the B story immensely more than the A story. The only thing mm-hmm. for me this week that made the A story interesting was um, Mama Darkling. She is awesome. Like she's a badass. <laughs> like oh, I yeah. love when she cuts. When she takes when she takes his hand, he's she she's like, Remember where you learned this from? Like you know, he's like, How? And she's like, Duh. Like I taught you stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She she called him dumb like several times and he deserved it every yeah. time. Yeah, like but but she was the only thing that is interesting about the whole thing. And honestly, I think the whole thing was Mal being the firebird. I, I mean I like the twist to it. But I'm a little disappointed because I was really excited to see a phoenix. Um, but I feel <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I like, I mean, I guess in their rules that, you know, the firebird could be a, a person and not an animal. I just, I feel like everything, you know, the, the first two were, you know, animals. So um, my concern is, I, I just really want to really quick say this. The thing to me that makes no sense with this is the fact that it, it's this horrible thing that that she's going to have to kill him, she thinks, in order to get the power, but she didn't have to kill the stag. We've had this discussion. This is what I wanted to say last week. And well, I, said, you guys I, didn't I said the same. Well, yeah, I said the same thing watching the episode. Was, yeah, like, you know, I don't understand stag was why giving her the power. Has to kill so why can't now? Exactly. I said... During the whole during the whole thing, well, Artie and I are going back and forth on this about how he can just give her the power, and and then he said something to her. I forget what, exactly what Mal said to her. Um, and oh, he said, "I'll always be with you." I said, "Yeah, because you're going to have a piece of his bones stuck in you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Mal. <laughs> uh, I. You know what though? Maybe at least maybe he just wants out of the boredom. <laughs> maybe, maybe he bored himself to death. 
Um, but he he's still alive at the end of the episode. Like he thinks yeah, he's going to die. He was told he was going to die, and I, and he's like, "This is how I die." But she takes the power from him. I think she took the power. We saw like the wings on her back, right? And he didn't die. So is he going to die from like they're going to have sex? Then he's going to die. Like she took the power, right? Like didn't we see her take the I power? Think it was just- I I felt I like it, I felt like it was sort of felt the power. It's how I took it. Yeah, I thought I felt like it was just a part of the power. Like when he proved to her that he was the Firebird. So she was just That's feeling that like he had power. Like just, yeah, like it was just a like kind of like when she first went to the stag. Like it was just a touch of the power. It wasn't like the entire essence. Like I think she's she's gonna fuck him to death. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little. I got to say, I was surprised and not surprised because it has been obvious the chemistry between uh, Alina and the privateer is is obvious. Oh, my God, it's so much better. It is better. They crackle much better together on screen than than Mal and um, Alina do. And and it's clear that, I mean, he's in love with her, right? I mean, that's kind of obvious that he's in love with her. Um, And when she gives him the engagement ring back, he's clearly, like, disappointed and... Um, you know, it's funny when he gives her the watch and the compass and he says, well, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll give me, give you an excuse to have to see me again. Um, it totally made me think of, you know, how George Costanza used to like to leave an item behind in a girl's apartment. So then he would have to see her the next day to go collect it. <laughs> when he leaves the hat, he leaves an $800 hat and the cleaning lady takes it. Yep. That's funny. Um, it's not even quite that but, way, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I see, uh, I mean, they, they have chemistry and he's in love with her. And I was, I was thinking, well, this is a problem because I, I, I'm starting to see that Alina likes him. Like Alina definitely is attracted. I mean, it, right. It, it's not just the actor's chemistry. She is, she is attracted to him and she likes him a lot. And I was like, oh, are we going to, we have a love triangle going on here. Right. But no, I guess Mal's going to like die. He's going to die happy, um, in the middle of having sex, um, why do you guys think he's gonna die during sex? Or well, you just I, I mean, I don't know. I guess they're gonna have sex, and then she's gonna be like, "Okay, let me take your power." I'm not really. It's not really clear. And yeah, I mean, first of all, I mean, I'm not being literal about it. I mean, but it, it's the way it was written and is playing out. Like he's like, "I'm gonna die. This is when I die," and then they go to have sex. <laughs> so okay. yeah. it may not be what they intended for the audience to think, but it's what they told the audience was going to happen. Yeah. So, and, you know, um, I mean, it still could change. Like, to, I mean, you both have a good point that she didn't have to take the stag's power. The stag gave its power. And Alina Lake has done nothing but regret killing the sea whip. And it was kind of explained that she didn't want to kill it. It was like, really, Corrigan, Corrigan. Kerrigan. 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 It was kind of him, right? Like, when she felt the stag's power, uh, when she felt the sea was power, it was like the Kerrigan in her, like, kind of made her kill it, right? Am I understanding that correctly? I think Kerrigan outright killed the stag, didn't he? It's been a while. Oh, yeah, he shot it. The sea whip. The sea whip. Oh, he did. Yeah, he ends up killing the stag. He shot the stag. I think the sea Alina killed because Mal was in tr- like in danger, sort of. I felt like she kind of no, but she said, that but, but she did. She said that he was kind of con- like she felt his power coming through her when she killed the sea whip. 
Like, he kind yeah. of influenced she her. She blames him. Like, yeah. She oh. did it, but she, but she felt his influence. She, you know, she felt his, his anger. Yeah. Right. Another reason that I was kind of surprised that Mal is going to die, if he is going to die, is because, to me, it kind of doesn't go with the whole YA of it all. Like the Y, you know, it's a YA show, and the and like it's a good the twist. chosen one like ends up with the boy in the end always, right? Um, yeah, well, there's two boys. Like, like, <laughs> well, you know, Hunger Games had two boys, and she doesn't end up with the Hemsworth huh. at the end either. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I was like, oh, this is like a, you know, I don't know. Yeah, the YA of it, I was like, oh, he's gonna die really? I don't know. He's still alive. Um, uh, so, yeah, I didn't, so I really didn't like, the part I didn't like was I didn't like when the crows all get poisoned and they have these, like, weird dreams. I did like Mama, Mama Jez, Mama, what's his name? Kez? I call her Mama Darkling. Mama Kez? I can't remember her Mama name. Kez. I can't remember. No, no. Oh, the, no, no, oh, no, no, you call no, no, her, no. her. Mama Duras. I got you. Um, Duras. The guy, Mama uh, the guy uh, who's a Duras. Jesper's mom. Jesper's mom, yes. I like Jesper's mom a lot. Um, and, and she was like, uh, you know, she's giving all this advice. I was feeling a little bit like, why is everybody having a horrible dream? He's having a great dream. And then it was kind of hilarious when he wakes up and says, did anybody else like have a wonderful sense of well being?" <laughs> everybody else was like pretty much tortured by their, yeah, I'm not by their vision. A link to what they were supposed to see. Did they see what they needed to see? Did they, was it just made them? hallucinate and there's no way to know what they were going to see it wasn't clear to me well and and the, the least clear to me so also um the wraith uh whose name is escaping me right now she had this dream that uh what's his name and now is his name kaz kaz huh. That she she dreamt that Kaz was in love with her and was saying like they were finally going to be together, right? Um, and then she she's the first one to realize this was not real. So she had kind of a good hallucination, and Jesper had a great hallucination. And then well, you know uh, the, the other two, uh, the one guy stabbed his sister, uh, and you know and then Kaz has this. But uh, anyway, I'm going with this, where I'm going with this is I still don't really understand. Like, what is troubling Kaz? Like, like it was troubling him, obviously, that his brother died, and that's what drives him for revenge or whatever. But there's, like, other stuff going on with him, and this whole bit with his brother drowning him and all, I, I didn't really get I, that. I had read part it's, of it because I didn't get all of it either. It's partially supposed to be, I guess, from what I understood from what I read, if I'm remembering joke. rightly, that he, his brother had that, whatever it was, that disease, but, like, he had to hold on to his dead body in order to survive. Like, he had to use him as, like, a buoy or whatever, and he was, like, already dead. And so that's why he, I guess, I I mean, I'm not sure quite how that equates to he doesn't like to touch people, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was about the fact that he had to use his brother's body in order to survive was what I got out of it. Hmm. Well, he doesn't okay, really touch people because of that whole thing. But, and he also had to climb like, up, I think, on all when, the other bodies too, didn't he? When he was, yeah, when he wakes up on all the dead bodies and he goes to his brother, he, like, touches that other guy's stomach and that, like, freaked him out because it, like, he touched the... The, the pox. Pox, thank you. The pox. That's what, that's, what, that's what started that with everything. 
But um, yeah, but I, I feel like, you know, as far as everybody's visions, even though for Jesper, technically it was a good dream, it was still everybody's fears that they, they, they all dreamt about fears. And for Jesper, even though it turned out okay, his whole his thing is because his mother le- left him, but it was to help, because you know, it was to help somebody who was, he was a young, yeah. he was a young child at, you know, so there was sadness to it, but it kind of turned out all right in his vision. Yeah. Unless it yeah. was just like, more of whatever would distract them too. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I guess I just, um, I, I just, I'm not getting Kaz. I understand that your brother dying is a traumatic experience. I understand that, like the way, um, uh, beard guy, the guy that's in prison now, uh, Pepper, Peppa Pig, whatever his name is, Peppa, what's his name? Oh, Pekka. oh, that, oh, Rowan. Pekka, Pekka, Rowan. I understand, like, Pekka Roll stealing their money traumatized him, and then he holds Pekka responsible for his brother getting the pox. And I understand it's very traumatic being around dead bodies. I don't understand why it causes you to dream that your brother is, like, drowning you and whatever. I just, I I think that he's getting a little too complicated for me. I just feel that they all hallucinated from the drugs, and it didn't have to make sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yes. Kaz, Kaz, anybody, anybody who's ever right. taken drugs and hallucinated can tell you it really doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I don't Let's know. Put it this way, like, Kaz, Kaz, is, Kaz is very troubled. Period. Yeah. That's that's all yeah. there is to and it. And he's in love with Inez, and that's all you need to know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. So I I was surprised. So my prediction did not come true. Last week I predicted that they would break Matthias out of prison before they went on the adventure. And they did not. They left Matthias behind in prison, uh, which is kind of yeah. shitty. But I guess they, yeah. they, they well, we no, speculated the, last week that they would buy his way out. Well, I don't remember you saying that last week because they, the agreement was that they would get him out of prison if they got the sword. That was the deal that well, the, two ma- the two from the prince's court made with them. No, I think the deal was she no. would help them if they got him out. With Mina... Kind of- yeah, why is Nina even helping them if they won't get him out? Because uh, they said they, 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 said that they get the sword, they get him out. But why? That's bullshit. Why is that bullshit? Like, what, like why can't, like, we talked about this, that that um, Cap could just, buy, just bribe someone to get him out at this point. No, he couldn't. And he said he, he would. Bri- he can bribe him out. No, he said no. He said he could he could bribe the guards to keep him out of the fight. Kaz has no power to get him out. Uh, see, I kind of disagree with that because doesn't Kaz have Pekaron's empire now? Yeah, but he uh, he, all he, what he, he 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 literally said after they took out Packer that he could keep he could pay the guards to keep him out of the fights. That's all he said. Yeah, I. Yeah, well, see, here's the thing. Cass is also a, a, a jerk. Cass is a total jerk, and he's constantly oh, yeah. telling people stuff, and then he changes the rules after he gets – after, like, right? He never delivers on anything he promises that he will deliver. Um, and, he, you know, he was going to get her a meeting with Matthias. He's going to help get Matthias out. He's going to – at any rate, last week I predicted they can't leave Matthias in this jail, and they're going to get him and take him on the adventure, and they didn't. So I was wrong about that. Um, I think he did. He did get her a meeting with Matthias. Matthias just didn't want to see her. 
<laughs> yeah. No, she went. Yeah, I mean, she, she went there. She no, she went to the prison to do something else and happened to see him in a fight while she was there. She didn't go no, there to see him. You, she went there to do something else. Yeah, she did. She she went to the um, Kaz told her what guard to go to, and tell her that she wanted to see him. And then he she went to the guard and he said the fights are about to start. You'll have oh, to yeah, wait. Oh yeah, come afterwards. back later. Yeah. I think yeah. and then if I remember fight, rightly, yeah. now that you said this, I think it was supposed to be that. Well, maybe that hasn't happened yet. I don't know. Because I was thinking right. that, that that wasn't just it wasn't just him that was getting, getting out. But I don't remember. We'll, we'll be right. getting Matthias out in the next episode. Here's the thing: I they need to get him out because his storyline is boring and stupid. And I and yeah. I really am. I have no interest in a storyline where he's in this horrible, horrible prison and he's forced to fight uh, people. And I just have to watch like bloody violence for like no real reason well, until he gets luckily broken out. There was now only, Peck is inside. There was only two minutes. There was only two minutes of that whole thing. <laughs> Pekka beat up his I dog, know, Shelly. I know. I know. And that was it. You know, yeah. You know why there's two minutes of it? Because it's not interesting. Um, well, yeah. That needs to I, be... no, I agree with that. Yeah, now, I here's think the thing the about episode. that. They are bringing in some of the Crow storyline from other places, right? So that could be like part of the Crow's series of books like maybe the matthias thing happens there i don't really know but to me that's not interesting people hallucinating for 15 minutes was really not interesting and the whole crouching tiger hidden dragon lady uh and she's like this amazing powerful grisha who she has basically every power of every grisha or some shit like that right because she's a durak no she's a um she's a durak but she had a sword that could kill shadows yeah but that she didn't use it in the fight like like like, Not with them, we have no. this extended crouching tiger bullshit where, I mean, it's a pretty decent fight scene, but like, yeah, I love that scene. I, like, I mean, yeah. it was a well choreographed scene, but I was like, oh my God, can we please move this shit along? Like this is, I know that the crows are your favorite AJ, but I was like, oh my God, like this side story having this extended fight. And you know, I always hate a villain who's like unbeatable, whose powers are insurmountable as hers were like that always bothers me in a fight. Uh, and now Kaz figured it out. So, so wait, hold on. Her, her husband. I have a question. If you yeah. if you don't like big drawn out fight scenes, why'd you go see John Wick? John Wick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a two and a half yeah. hour. It was what? It was a two and a half hour fight scene in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. It I was love great. John Wick. Um, oh, we, let, we, let's try to give that a couple minutes before we hang up. Um. I okay personally, I felt that whole side trip to get the sword was just going on a little too much, and maybe I—I I mean, I like the crows enough, and I like parts of it, but um, and I like the way they're they're getting mixed up. Like they have that, um, you know, they added the heart render, and now they have that other Grisha whose name is—I uh, forget her name—the girl whose family was killed by the Darkling when he explained. Well, she's not a crow. She's gonna. Th- no, I know, two, but she's—I know she's not, but. I know, but I like them being added to the mix. I like the two of them being gotcha. along and the heart render. I like the expansion of the gang. It's like the Avengers. You know, there's like a new Avenger every movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I just felt like, oh, my God. And, I, and you know, okay, so it turns out that Crouching Tiger actually made the sword, and she's a saint. She's like Saint so-and-so. So I guess that's why yeah. she's like the super powerful Grisha that like four other Grishas can't. Right, there's like four Grishas fighting her, and yeah. like they can't even land a blow on her. And I was a little. The other thing about this episode that bothered me 
was the immense amount of exposition that had to be dropped on us for us to understand anything that was going on. Like, Mama Darkling, like, most of this episode was her explaining shit that happened, like, 200 years ago, right? Which, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we had read the... I don't know if... I don't know if a person were to read the books, would that have been revealed to us in dribs and drabs and you don't get an exposition dump like we did, right? Like, maybe you would know that in the book and we wouldn't have the whole history of the Darkling family being dumped on us in a five-minute monologue. Um, I mean, it was good. I liked that character, and I, but, I, like, there was that, and there were a couple other big chunks of, like, 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 um, canon and culture and stuff that was, like, there was a lot of characters explaining shit to other characters that was really for our benefit in this, right? Um, there was kind of a lot of that in these two episodes, but look, they only have 10. Maybe if they had 12, this would not be, right. you know, it doesn't wouldn't require a character which, to, like, explain the entire family tree for five minutes. Which, by the, the way, Karen, eight. you should be grateful that it's ten, eight. Eight, eight, eight. Mm-hmm. You should, yeah, there's only eight. Right. You should be grateful there's only huh? eight, because if there, if there were any more, they might have taken them three episodes to get the sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they might have. Um, Which, by the way, that sword was cool as hell. Yeah, (laughs) like that sword is awesome. Uh huh. Very true. Like, oh, and by the way, we haven't we haven't mentioned it, but did you guys recognize um, the kid that plays young Cass? I kept meaning to mention it, and I keep forgetting. No, I that was the kid from eighteen ninety nine. That was the kid from eighteen ninety nine. You didn't watch eighteen ninety nine. No, I hate, I hate, um, what's the, what's the parent show? Oh, 1899. I was thinking of 1823. I was thinking of the Kevin Costner. Oh, I was like, I was like, you, I'm like, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here going, you yeah. watched 1899. We talked about you it. You know that, you know that Kevin Costner show of, with those horrible yes, people yes, and there's been, like two spinoffs? Yes, Yellowstone. And one of them yes. is called like 1822 or something like Nin- that, right? I think, I think 19, I think 1923 and 1840 something, but uh, whatever. All right. Yes, that's the little boy from eighteen twenty, from eighteen twenty nine. Eighteen ninety nine. The one that played uh, her kid. That's that's the, the daughter. Yeah, the kid Remember that the... was in the closet. The kid they found in yeah, the cabinet him. on the abandoned ship. Yeah, yeah. I never the boy. He's called the boy the for much of it. No, the boy. No. No, I didn't recognize him, AJ. Thank you for bringing that up. Um. Uh. So. So, quick question before we end this. Yeah. So, at the end of the episode, the Darkling gets a fake hand that his little minion there made the fake hand out of his mother's finger bones. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. The mechanical hand is made out of his mother's finger bones, oh, which it added the mother's finger bones. But yeah. Well, well yeah, finger, it's a metal the, hand. The, 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 the dust the bones. Yes. It's yeah, believed it that the finger bones are an amplifier. amplifier. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. he saw well, her he last moments. An and they saw, and he saw her last moments, and now he knows that Mal is the Firebird. Yeah, but now so, he's disconnected from Elena, which is the important thing. Right. I mean, yes. So, so here's the thing: he 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 knows that Mal is the um, Firebird is going to come after him. But if those two um, will have sex fast enough, he'll be dead soon, and it'll it'll be too late, right? Um, right. Do anything, probably. Ooh, you hear that really loud car? Um, 
So there's that. I, I did really love the hand chop. That was like kind of a brilliant move on the mother's part. That was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of genius. She's like, oh yeah, I'll take care of it. You you go on and like do your do your thing, <laughs> and I'll I'll take care of this for you. Let Mama Darkling handle this one, and I'll be dead. So bye. But uh, don't worry, I got you. Um, it was pretty cool. And then he, you know, did you see how yeah. he was like, he's like mother doesn't, he's crying and crying and crying. Um, crying, you know, about how his mother died. And I'm like, wait, last week you had her in a cage and you chopped her fingers off. Like you kept your mother in a cage and chopped her fingers off. Yeah, but now you lived with her for like centuries or whatever and kept her alive and he, yeah, you know, he feels... yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not cool, right? Um, mm. But he and it's only going to make him like more unstable and dangerous, I guess. But um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything. Yet. Is that do we cover most of it? I think that's it. That's all the major stuff out there, right? I think we covered it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So um, before you guys go into Picard and I hang up. Did you? Yeah. I know, Karen. You had said you did. AJ, did you watch any of Rabbit Hole yet? I'm also no, I haven't had a chance to. Okay, watch it. So everybody in yeah, the show has been in every show we've ever list. watched. Like Charles uh-huh. Dance is in this. Everybody in the show. I'm like, oh, that got Charles Dance is in the show, right? Um, yeah. from Lost, and the guy who um. Okay, so I don't want to spoil anything for AJ, but but um, uh, Jamie, the guy, the second star, the guy who is John Weir's like friend, the guy who's Kiefer Sutherland's friend, that actor I forget his name, but he's been in like five shows that we've watched, right? Yeah. See, the Char- Charles Dance was in Lost. Why am I not remembering that? What did he play in Lost? Yeah. He was on Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Charles, Charles Dance was in Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Charles Dance is on Game of Thrones, not Lost. Well, sorry, yeah, okay. sorry, I had a, I was having a. You're, you're thinking, you're thinking about all the Lost alumni that were in John Wick. Yes, they're on John Wick, and I uh, yesterday I did an interview. Yesterday was that interview, Jamie? I did an interview for this show called Single Drunk Female, and one of the actors I interviewed oh, that was from Lost. Funny. Well, had been in, he'd been in Lost. Uh, have you watched that show, AJ? Have you, have, yeah, I, I always see, I always saw it advertised on Hulu. And then one day I was like, eh, I think this looks kind of funny. And it's actually kind of, it's actually really funny. I hate comedies. And I think that's a pretty good, funny and good show. And I really like it. And so we're getting off topic. But I, one of the people I spoke to yesterday was Ian Gomez, who plays Bob on the show. And he did a couple episodes of Lost. <laughs> in, in Lost, he was Munson, the guy in prison who had the $10 million that, that Sawyer scam oh, yeah. and gave to Clementine. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Charles Dance has been in Game of Thrones. And um, uh, the other, come on, what's that guy's name, Jamie? The actor um, who plays Kiefer Sutherland's, like, Brand. I know who you mean, but um, I can't think of his name. I can look it up if you wait, but. Um, no, I'm looking it up right now. Um, uh, give me one second here. I guess I'm pulling it right up. Sorry, people were listening to us. Um, we'll see who types faster. Jason Butler Harner. Like Valen? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's been yeah, in like, he's been yeah, in like I a ton of. A lot of he was in Ozark. 
Um, yeah, he was in The Walking Dead, and he was in Ozark. He played on Walking Dead. He was that guy that threw everybody off the roof, right? Um, oh, yeah, that's right. He was also yeah. in um, Colony. Uh, he was in Colony. He was in The Handmaid's Tale. He was in Ozark. He was in, like, he's been in everything. Yeah, um, he's, he's recognizable. Um, yeah. Anyway, this, it's a good this show is so good. They sent me another one. I'm sorry. I'm not waiting. Uh, How far ahead are you? <laughs> I saw four of them, and they, I saw there's another one, so sorry. Oh. Well, three have, <laughs> so three have aired. Three three have aired, or yeah, three have I'm streamed. Not, I'm not that far Um uh, but it's, it's a really so, good conspiracy theory show, <laughs> for lack of a, I guess the best well, way I'd explain it. I um, I, you know, I I find that it is one of these like rip from the headlines kind of shows, and I think AJ's really going to enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, I definitely. I plan, so. I plan on watching it even before Jamie mentioned it. I had heard about yeah. it a couple months ago. Yeah, so I'm sure they enjoy it. I have yeah. to spread the rest of it. Yeah. Interviews up right, as so, well. I kind of got behind on a lot of things since I had no electricity. So yeah. I kind of got to do all that yet. So but do you have any, any more announcements, Janie? Um, well, that? most of the stuff I'm still waiting to see, you know, what uh, if I get the stuff, if I get the interviews. I did Dead Ringers today, which is um, David Cronenberg remake. Uh, it's it's weird, not unsurprisingly. Oh my god! Um, they're make, they're yeah. remaking Dead Ringers. Yes, but it's a series. Um, so I did a couple interviews Oof. for that. And that, then tomorrow, Karen has Star Trek. I've never seen the original, so I don't know. But um, and then more more Picard tomorrow for Karen. And yeah, tomorrow I'm gonna interview Ashley Sharp Chestnut, who plays Sydney LaForge. So very cool. Um, I will say there's quite a few things I'm trying to get, but um, I don't. I hate to say things before I get them because I yeah. don't know whether or not they're going to come through. But there's stuff that. I'm trying yeah. to get. <laughs> and of course, I'm sure right. soon there will be fear stuff because obviously fear is coming back soon. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I, right. I, I told you how I feel about that. So we'll we'll just yeah. leave it at that. We'll talk about it when it we'll leave it at that. Um, um, yeah. And Jamie, you have not seen you've not seen John Wick yet. No, I have not. So if you guys want to talk about it to you or if you want to wait, because I don't know when I'll get to see it, but no, I have not seen it. Okay. I need to I need to go see uh, Super Mario, too. I got free Super Mario tickets. I haven't even done, used that yet, and they're free. <laughs> not that oh, I particularly I have... really want to see that movie, but it's free. You know, <laughs> I, I got free. free and it's still free. I have free tickets to see Renfield tomorrow night, but it's at a theater that's kind of far from my house, and none of my friends will go with me, so I might have to pass on it. It's like a 40-minute drive. Like, my friend was like, just pay the $13, Karen. Why would you have 45 minutes each way to save $13? Just pay $13. It's kind of a good point. Yeah. Um, all right. Yep, I guess that is it. I feel like there was another show I was going to mention that was coming out, but I can't remember what it was. I told you guys about Portable Door last week. That's still on the way, but isn't out yet. Um, which, like I said, has got, has got um, Patrick um, in it, the one who plays um, the prince in Shadow and Bone, among other people. The prince. So, oh, oh, the blonde guy, who, the privateer. Yeah. The one I said, the one from the OA. That's what I know from yeah. the OA. Yeah, he's the yeah, he's the czar now. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, okay. well, we'll, we'll, I'm we'll hear that all again. 
All right. Next week. Um, yeah. All hopefully right. I'll get to catch up on things. Not having power makes a big difference. Uh, I know. So I'll try <laughs> to catch up sure. I'm just glad we have heat. Sure. I mean, well, today we didn't need the heat, but <laughs> we did before yeah. and didn't have it. Yeah. Now we have it. So. All, All right. right. Well, have a good All night, right. guys. Talk to night, you next girl. week. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Night, Terry. Bye. Yeah. Good night. All right, AJ, what would you like to, you want to do a card? Picard? Picard and Mandalorian. Picard. Okay. Um. So, I learned something. Um, yeah. So, remember la- uh, last week when they were, doing, we were at the museum and they showed all the ships and everything, um, and we were like, the New Jersey? Like, what's that deal with there? So, yeah. I did a deep dive on this one. So, uh, Terry Metalis, who is one of the show uh, the writers on the show, he is from Raritan, New Jersey, and everything he oh. has ever done, he always has some sort of reference to New Jersey in it. So that is why we got the USS New Jersey in that episode, and everybody went, huh? Oh. oh, there's always a New Jersey, huh? It's kind of like uh, JJ with Kelvin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, cool. So that's a mystery solved there. Thank you, AJ. Um, now we know what that was all about, why there's a USS New Jersey. Um, that's pretty cool. Being a person who is from New Jersey, I'm down with that. Um, <laughs> being a person who was in New Jersey today, I'm into it. Um, so thanks for thanks for solving that for us. No problem. Um, so this episode, so I just before the podcast, I watched the next episode because I, I have to do this interview tomorrow. So I'm dialing my brain back to, oh, last week's episode, um, Vatic, uh, yes, takes over Vatic the ship. takes over the bridge. Yep. Yeah. Well, oh, first, my God. When the episode just started, we got – we got Tim Russ, who played Tuvok on Voyager. So once again, we got oh, another yeah. returning face awesome. for the episode. I was cool. another person, yeah. Which you know, I I love how they're doing this. Their characters intersect to see, and I you know, and I I love that they're bringing in all these other characters from other shows, like the characters from Voyager who never had any connection at all with Next Generation, like that show, other than being like a Federation ship. You know, they were in the right. Alpha, Qua- Alpha Delta Quadrant. They get lost in the Delta Quadrant for like 10 years. They can't get home. They have this entirely different experience, um, totally unrelated to like – and I, I like that they're bringing them in um, and that this is becoming not just a good bo- – like this is really kind of the end of – we're saying goodbye to the characters from Next Generation, but like we're saying goodbye to the whole – Next Generation era and all its spinoffs, right? And I think they're doing a really good job of bringing people in. Yeah. And keeping us guessing as to who the next one is going to be. Um, so, yeah, it was cool to see Chewbacca, and it was cool how they had this little, you know, that, that thing where Seven is trying to figure out if it's really him or if it's a changeling. It's kind of a brilliant... Um, conceit that it allows them to like bring back memories of like important things that happened maybe right like she's like what happened to me when you know my memory my memory was uh whatever she was saying right 
about, I can't remember right. exactly what she said, that she's quizzing him. And she's like, no, that happened with a mind meld. And, like, if you were a devotee of that show, you probably remember that happening. Um, yep. And I think it's a, the changelings have this added thing of, like, everyone asking each other, like, these, these questions to remember these important events that maybe we as fans would remember. That's kind of cool. So he was the face of the week. Um, and we had Vatic basically being able to take over the ship. Boy, she is, she's the worst, huh? Vatic is the worst. Um, um, yes and no. I mean, she is definitely cuckoo. Um, but they kind of made the villain sympathetic this week. At least Vatic and her and the people that were made, um, more substantial, the ones that were being experimented on. I mean, because that's awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the Federation is supposed to be the good guys, which we've seen many people in the Federation not be good guys over the years. Um, but, yeah. yeah, they, I mean, the, the stuff that that doctor was doing to them was just horrible. And, you know, and then the look yeah. on the card's face when he finds out that they made, they made a vaccine and never gave it to them, that they had to steal it. Yeah. So, yeah. I kind of get why I mean, they're holding a grudge. I mean, this idea that, you know, the idea is that we already learned about the virus, and then she kind of, like, gives us more information that, like, if I'm not wrong about this, Starfleet invented that virus before the Dominion War even started, right? Um, like, Starfleet was already preparing a way to kill the changelings before they ever started the war, I think, right? That I'm not sure. Uh, and she never says it, but it had to be Section 31 because they're the worst. Like, they're, the, they're like the secret intelligence branch of Starfleet, and everything, well, they, like, everything that's morally murky on, seems to come out of Section 31. At least yeah, well, in these she did say they were... Shows. They were in that. She did say it took place in the facility where they got data from that, like secret lab place. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, and then she says that there was a bunch of them that, like, the way they were experimented on is just horrible, right? And it's very like they appeared to be like, like who knows with changelings, but they were like alive when they were being experimented on. And, like, and basically tortured. And it it really, like, um, it made me think about, like, these stories we hear about, like, it's like the Nazis in the 30s and 40s and in World War II and how, like, like Mengele was experimenting on people in in the concentration camps. And, right, it's like that level of, like, crime against humanity. Well, okay, we only have humanity on our planet, but crimes against like sentient species right i mean it's a horrible it's like a it's a yeah that's the level of what vatic was describing happened there right yeah definitely um not a good look yeah um so it was kind of like yeah so i think what happened was um when they sent the cure back, it was already uh, some Christmas that was before or after the war. Like I always like th- they made it sound like the 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 changelings invade, Starfleet invents the virus to like 
wipe out the changelings, and then, like, the changelings surrender, and so they send, they give them the cure. Which they didn't mention, but it was Odo who gave them the cure, right, at the end of, at the end of uh, Deep Space Nine. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> anyway, like, this all puts into question for me that timeline, and it's not, I'm not sure if I just don't understand or they intentionally made it murky, but that made it sound like the virus was invented before the, like, that's why the change was invented, because Starfleet invented the virus first. I'm not really sure that I understand that. At any rate, it's not a good look for Starfleet any of it, right? No. Um, so, the Jack stuff. Now, maybe having watched episode eight, you already know the answer. Um, no, I do not. I do not. All right, so, so Vatic makes this big, you know, announcement. Jack, come see me so you can find out who you really are. But based on what she was saying to Beverly, now she could just I, – I don't – and I don't feel like Vatic was ever – she wasn't just poking at Beverly. I feel like she's, she's – tell, I feel like she's telling the truth. She's just not telling all of it. Um, you know, she's like, Jack was never meant to be yours, you know. I'm wondering if – while she had the baby, and maybe, you know, maybe Jack Card is still the father, but if they, like, and she doesn't, maybe, like, they did something to her. Like, they did something to, well, they did something to the baby while it was still in the womb, which is why Jack has all these weird friggin' powers. I mean, now he's a telepath. Um, Yeah, like, he's not, he can't just read people's minds. He can, like, control their bodies now also, right? Yeah, he's, like, genetically, you know, he's genetically engineered. So I'm wondering if Beverly was captured by the changelings at some point and has no memory of it. So all she knows is she got pregnant by Picard. And, I mean, maybe that's why she stopped talking to everybody for 20 years, you know, because it started with her being captured. Well, yeah, and, like, so I have been, like, playing, you know, trying this idea that, like, Jack is part changeling and, like, is he have a change, you know, I'm like, oh, did they upload a brain to him or whatever and all this stuff, and I, like, I, like, I got to throw that away, right? Um, Then I started to think, you know, Vatic is not like the other changelings like she is a like okay so she's a so vatic it turns out vatic got you know how the changelings now can like they can like um duplicate organs and stuff so they like she can pass the blood test right most changelings can't pass the blood test but she can and so she gains that ability from the experiments starfleet did on her right dumbass dumbass starfleet um well they're trying to create a super soldier right um, and it turns out Vatic can pass that on to other changelings, which I'm not sure how, like, because they don't have babies the way we, like, I don't know if she can pass that through the Great Link or she can just, but anyway, then I started thinking, does Jack have some sort of, like, that? But now I think it's totally unrelated. And now I think, you know how they stole Picard's body? Um, and let me stop there. I have a theory, but let me stop and let you listen to anything you might have to say at this point. Maybe you don't have anything to say at this point. No, I'm 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 good. Continue. All right. So you know how the changelings broke in and they stole Picard's body. 
And we're right. like, what do they want with Bonnie? Well, they want DNA. It's something to do with whatever. Like, is it so they, like, Picard is saying maybe they're trying to create a super duplicate of Picard that can pass the blood test and the DNA test and then, like, blow up Founder's Day or whatever. But now I'm starting right. to think, um, like, it has to do with the disease in his brain because you know how Jack has that disease? And several episodes ago we were talking about how Picard was diagnosed with this disease as already a middle-aged man um, at the end of Next Generation, and he really had very little, like, consequences of it until, like, basically last season, right? And they're like, oh, it's killing you. You need to be uploaded to a positronic body. So I'm like, oh, did they steal his, his, like, did they want his defective brain because something about this disease, like, they put in Jack. The fact that Jack is having early symptoms and Picard had late systems got me thinking, like, did they use Picard? But the thing is, they just got Picard's body, like, a week ago, and they, Jack has, we don't know how long Jack has had these memories, but he seems to think it's been going on for a long time, right? So did I just talk myself out of my own theory? Yes. Damn. Damn. (laughs) <laughs> if you let me go yeah, long I, enough, I, I'll be wrong. I, I think I think this is one of those times where you're, you're looking too far into it. It's as simple as they're basically trying to make the perfect clone or shape shifter, so that the they perfect can, shape uh, that can pass the test and just to, to get to get it to get into Founders Day. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, it's the simple solution. Um, but uh, it's still not clear how Jack factors into any of this. Because why do they need well, Jack, I mean, right? Like, you've got Picard's they need body. Jack, but they need Jack's blood. Because Picard's body doesn't have any blood. Oh, because he's a pot. He's like a, he's basically an android, but not an android, but whatever, next generation of artificial body. But but his his actual physical body doesn't have any blood anymore. So they can His physical body has it. no blood. Right, which is why they need Jack's blood, because it's, he's a relative. Well, Because then it yeah, makes everything little, close enough. Which is, I guess, it's a little dicey. Like, if you had to pass, if you took a blood test, your sons can't go in and, like, they can't pass a DNA test for you, but they might be the same blood type, right, and be close enough to that. But that's what they're saying. But the, the combination of the two will make it close enough for, for them to pass the test to get in. Yeah. I mean, here's my second question. If the Changelings already took over all of the Federation, then why do they even need to worry about this? Can't they just have some bunch of fake Starfleet well, that remains... be like, oh, yeah, he took the test. It was fine. Fair. That that remains to be seen. I mean, we got two, yeah. three, three episodes left. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. So my, you know, the best part, well, not the best part, but a very important part of the episode um, is the stuff with Data and Jordy, which this is the episode that I spoke to Brent Spiner about briefly. Oh, yeah. uh, When I did my interview with him last week. Um, And I tell you, Brent Spiner must have the most fun because he gets, he's, you know, I told, I asked, I said, told him in the interview how much I love that scene where he's flipping back and forth between data and lore. And I could just, oh, yeah. so I told him, I was like, just your, your, the acting of your facial expressions alone was brilliant. Like you really 
get a feel for which person he is based on the look yeah. on his face. You really do. You really do. Yeah. Um, uh, and Jordan can... and Jordy had a, you know, Levar Burton killed that scene. Like he was, you know, when he is pleading with Data, telling him, "You made me a better father, a better friend, a better person." And I oh, was yeah. like, "Aw." <laughs> yeah, that was really. <laughs> That's so nice. Um, yeah, their friendship is really. I mean. Uh, a huge part of the of that show, but they never had that sort of like emotional talk, right? Like that wasn't really yeah. part of their thing. Um, I mean, the other part that you know I thought was really important was Sydney and Jack, Jordy's daughter Sydney and Jack, right? Um, this is. Is this the episode, or was it with the one before? No, this is, this is he, the episode. This is the episode when she's like, "Is he is he flirting with me?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's basically reading her mind, right? Like she's like, "Is he yeah. flirting with me?" Yes. And he like, and she's like, "Well, at least start off with something simple, like blah blah blah." And then he says, "Exact or touch my hand, try to touch my really hand." Touch, touch and my then hand. He, yeah. And then he touches her hand, and and I loved her reaction was not like. Like, oh, that's great. Like, not that reaction, like, oh, when you're sitting in the movie theater and you're, like, waiting for the guy to hold your hand and you, like, put your hands both in the popcorn and your hands touch and you're like, ooh, right? Um, She's more immediately freaked out. Like, how did he know, right? It's a great reaction. But I literally just not Yeah. Right? It's not the reaction of 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 a... I mean, a teenager, it's not a teenager reaction, it's a Starfleet reaction or a grown woman's reaction to be like, holy shit, how did you know that, right? Um, And she's like, uh, that was great. Um, I mean, there are a couple things about it that I liked. One is that they're sort of, they're going there. Like, are they going there with like a romance between these two characters? Um, I like that. Not episodes. What? (laughs) Not enough episodes for romance. (laughs) No, there aren't, unless these characters are maybe going to continue. That remains to be seen, right? Um, What's going to happen. But, um, but, and then, you know, that she has this really bad reaction to it, and she's like, that's too creepy and weird, and she, like, kind of takes off. Um, I enjoyed that. And then, I mean, you know, where it goes after that with the fight was pretty fantastic also, right? Yeah. Not fantastic. Did but you not enjoy that? Am I overreacting to it? Um, it's a little it too much. Yeah, but you know what? You know what I appreciated the most about it, though, is like you said, like she's immediately questioning everything, and she's like, like even after that, she's like, "Were you in my head?" And he's like, "There's no time for that. Do you trust me?" And she's like, "You were in my head." <laughs> like. <laughs> and he's and like, then, "I'm and about then, to be again, know, right?" And of course, the shapeshifters come, and he's like, "All right, just run." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so he, what, I, oh, I mean, actually, it's a what? little. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, I mean, it's a, it's getting is it getting to be a little much in terms of Jack's powers? Like these are approaching like almost like Q level powers that he's starting to have, right? 
Like, and these are powers that changelings don't have. Um, changelings don't remind, control your actions in your body. Like, it, it, and these are a level of power. These are approaching, like, magical powers, right? Yeah. Um, what I was going to say like, was, it, what did you think about the conversation between Picard and Beverly? Um, when they were talk, they were basically having a conversation of, should we kill Vatic? And before the shit hits the fan, it, it seems like Picard has decided he's going to shoot her. Like, he's holding the gun, and they have the conversation, and then he puts the gun down, and then Beverly's like, um, I'm, you know, I forget exactly what she says, but basically she's like, um, I'm really rethinking my Hippocratic oath. I'm struggling with morality. And then Picard picks the gun back up again. And I'm like, yeah, are they really going to have, I mean, obviously you don't kill Vatic in the, you know, before the third act. Um, but I'm like, is like, are they actually having Picard contemplate murdering somebody in cold blood just because she threatens his son? <laughs> like, I mean, is it in cold like, blood? I, I mean, like, she took over a Starfleet ship, and she, like, everyone's lives are at risk, right? It's not only Jack's well, life no, that's at risk before, right well, now. Well, hold on. That's beforehand. That's She was still, she was in the Force Shield at that point still. Oh, yeah, she was trapped. You're right. Yeah, she was trapped. So I'm yeah. like, I was, I was kind of like, I was like, are they really having this conversation? Like, <laughs> I realize they want to protect their son, but. You know, yeah, I mean, because, after, you know, especially after hearing that her sob story, like, you know, I mean, it doesn't excuse everything she's done, but at least it you know, can understand now why she's doing what she's doing. Um, yeah. But so, and for she somebody was like, like Picard and Beverly to point. even consider it. Yeah. For, for Beverly and Picard to even consider that, I felt like that was uh, – that was a lot. Uh, like uh, Picard, unusual. Doesn't he doesn't really kill people? And in and, and in Beverly's history, Beverly was for sure the person who was always arguing not to kill people, right? Right. Now I do get she's got this mama bear, like she's trying to kill my son. Uh, I'm killing that bitch, kind of thing, right? Like I get that, but yeah, that was pretty. Uh, yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think Picard was like, right? Uh, yep. I agree with you. I think Picard was like on board. Like he's like. He's like, she'll never stop. We can't stop her. Uh, she'll never give up. Everybody's in danger. Like, yeah, I think he was like, I think he was okay with it. And like, like as you said, are we really going to go there? That's like, that's not. That's a, that would be a big, that would be a big thing for Picard to do in like his last yeah. season, his last like three episodes of his character, his last hurrah. ever being on TV, right? Yeah. That would be a huge development. Um, and so it didn't go there. They didn't kill her by the end of the episode. Um, again, like, you know, as you said, they're not going to kill her before the final act, right? Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's too early for her to die, yeah. basically, what you're saying. <clears throat> um, yep. So. Yeah. She's so freaking annoying. Right. Oh my god, I want her gone. She's so annoying. She never shuts up. She's 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 the <laughs> Negan of the show. She's the Negan of the show, right? Oh my god, shut up. I mean, 
I appreciate this long story that she told that was important yes. information and it was like important, you know, for um, everyone to learn. But I'm like, oh my God, you know, she's like, attention, this is your captain. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, just move it, on, move it along, please. <laughs> I hate her, AJ, I hate her. You know what I really right. appreciate? I love how fat. I love how emphatic she is with everything. Yeah, she's really. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying <laughs> the actress. Like she, she just, she just, she's such a good actress. She's just really uh, nailing this role. <laughs> I mean, she is. Uh, like, it's, I don't love how they wrote this character or how they they want her to be. But yes, Amanda Plummer is nailing her. She's nailing it. Um, I also, I can't believe people smoke. I've never seen a person smoke on any like show in the future, except maybe Blade Runner, right? Like people, can't believe people smoke <laughs> in the future. So I'll say, you know, they, they've wiped out poverty, they've wiped out disease, but they've wiped out smoking. Yep. So, so all, right, all right, you want to move it along? Move here? on to Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. I like this episode a lot. So did I. But first and foremost, I know you're not going to understand this because you didn't watch the animated show Rebels. But so that character, when um, when we see the uh, the pilot in the bar, and that mm-hmm. other species comes over and sits down next to him, and they're having a conversation. That yes. is Zeb from Rebels. Um. He knows Bo-Katan, actually. Oh, yeah? Yes. Um, he's also probably going to end up in the uh, show up in the Ahsoka show. It seems like they've been... Oh, yeah? It seems like they're going to start... It seems like they're going to start sprinkling in characters from the Ahsoka show in Mandalorian just to kind of pop up here and there. Mm-hmm. So, I, wow. Artie and I were both very excited. Like, he sat down and Artie and I were like, oh, my God, it's Zeb! <laughs> like, we were very excited. <laughs> Um, I like that this episode seems to really be tying a lot of threads together. And, and the, the old, like, Mandalorian mission of the week kind of thing, um, I'm not, not old, but the show has for a couple of seasons now, there have been those episodes that are like the mission of the week and he's got to, before he can get to point A, he's got to stop off at point B and C and then go back to A or whatever. Like, this was an episode where the problem of the week starts to tie it together. Like the problem of the, of the week is that um, grief, uh, uh, I don't know his whole name. Um, grief Karga, grief Karga is having this problem that the pirates are right. Gorian Shand has come. The pirates have come. Yeah. Shard, Shand, Shard has come. And uh, he needs some help from the Mandalorians and whatever. And so that's like the, the, the case of the week, the problem of the week. But then it turns out that it plays into this whole thing about like the Mandalorians like could maybe get a place to live and like have a new homeland. And should they like do that and let's all fight together. And then this whole book of Tam thing is starting to come into focus, but she's on shaky ground there. And I just really liked the way it all played together. And as much as I love yeah, I do too. and every time, Right? As much as I love some Grogu, like he is just like 
he's in his place as like as like the foundling and that he's Din's son basically now, but he just he once or twice, but like he it's important that he not take over the show. It's not the Grogu show, right? So I, I just felt like it was really well balanced. <laughs> I would watch a Grogu show, but this is not that show. <laughs> that is yeah. not the way. Um, so it sounds like you really liked it too. Some of the same things that I liked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Except one thing I hated was that character Kane was back again, giving bad advice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw her and I was like, I was like, it's the bitch again. I'm like, what the hell? And she's like, oh, I don't think you should do this. And he's like, you know what? You're right. And I'm like, oh, come on. You're killing me here. I was like, I really don't like her. Yeah. She really um, pissed me off. Although it was nice to see Tim Meadows, right? Um, Colonel, Colonel Tuttle, which kind of cracked me up because um, I'm sure it's not a connection, but there's a very famous episode of MASH where they make up this fake captain named Captain Tuttle who doesn't really exist. Um, oh, yes, I remember that episode. Uh, and anybody in an army kind of knows named Tuttle, I think of that. But it was nice to see Tim Meadows. And, you know, he did a – I also – what I liked about that part of it was, you know, Tiva comes to Tuttle. Um, he's asking for for some help that he can't get. And, yeah, Kane is horrible, but um, Kane is that her name, Kane? Uh, Kane, yeah. She's horrible, but I like this, like, I always enjoy this little bit of, like, bureaucratic nonsense that no one can get through, right? This was like the office New Republic edition, where Tiva comes <laughs> asking for help, and the bureaucracy's like, yeah, sorry. Like, I just don't have the manpower. I just can't deal it, really. And then Kane's like, oh, giving him these other bad advice. Like, they need to learn their lesson, and they should join the charter, and, you know, Navarro never signed the charter, and we're too busy, and, you know. Um, yeah. And, but I liked that, I liked, you know, we talked so much about how we like, our favorite part of uh, Andor was the back office stuff of the Empire. And I know I'd seen the back office stuff of the Republic this week. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, I mean, this is her manipulating the situation, though. (laughs) But then again, that was all of the Empire. He he already was saying that I don't have the manpower. He was, he was, he was, yeah, but I feel feel like, I mean, it it played out better anyway, because the whole point was to have the Mandalorians help and get home, you know, get land and everything. Um, Yeah. But it was like he was kind of wishy-washy. He was like, oh, well, we can't really. And then, like, you know, he would make a point, and he's like, oh, well, you know, maybe. Uh, and then Kane came in and was like, oh, they haven't even signed their charter agreement yet. And he's like, oh, uh, sorry, now there's nothing I can do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like Kiva could have convinced him had Kane not been mm-hmm. there. <laughs> but Kiva had even something more important to happen later when he comes across the uh, the prison shuttle, which had – um, Moff Gideon on, oh, but, and everybody in there is dead, and there's no sign of Gideon. He's like, I knew yeah. he never made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was like, it was a setup, right? They set it up. Yeah. They blew it up, and they saved him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I also, I so I did um in an I I just pulled up a little um recap because I couldn't figure out the name of the character that um, – uh, I can't remember the character's names also, and I pulled it up because I couldn't remember Shard's name. So I, like, quickly Google recap, and I pulled up um, uh, the Vulture recap, which is written by um, 
this guy keeps hips right the right the vulture thing. Um, and even though I'm fucking pissed off at Vulture for ruining the ending of John Wick for me, <laughs> um, you know, he, he makes this point about the bureaucracy. Um, the Republican last, the new Republican last very long, right? Like the, like the Republic, like they defeat the empire. Um, the new Republic takes control and already like, like within the lifetime of Luke Skywalker, by the time the next set of movies come around, the empire is already like back on resurgent again. Right. Um, and this, like, like, uh, so this recapper made the point, like, oh, like, this bureaucracy that Tiva runs up against, like, trying to, like, um, get some help for Navarro, like, it's bureaucracy, like, like any, like, it's what brings down any, any empire or government, the bureaucracy, the bureaucracy, like, not helping these planets, that's maybe why they couldn't last. So getting credit where credit's due on that. Um, but really, this was mostly about the pirates. I love how this pirate guy looks like he's made out of seaweed and these, like, these small, yeah. like, nods they have to seafaring pirates. Like, he says, man, the gunnels. And I was like, gunnels? There are no gunnels on a spaceship. And sure enough, there's all these, like, cannons on the side of the ship, right? Um, I, I kind of like that, although he, he, they were a little bit Pirates of the Caribbean-ish looking for me, right? Like, they, he looks really like mm-hmm. Bill Nye in Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, <laughs> um, but I like I, I mean I, I enjoyed that whole storyline it, it was pretty good and, and it, you know the, the Mandalorian's pulling together the whole Mandalorian the part with the Mandalorian of course is the whole point of the show yeah um, which I liked a lot also especially when like um, go ahead go ahead you go no, I just, yeah I mean I just I just thought the the, the yeah, I just thought their whole plan was great. I love the way that whole battle came together, and and when and then you know once they had the ground troops, how Bo and um, Din were just basically destroying everything in the air, and then that other guy, yeah. the, the one that th- the one that went after uh, Mando, what was it episode two, or maybe it was episode one when they went after him when they were leaving Tatooine, and, and then he came across him and they chased him down and he got away. I love how that guy, mm-hmm. yeah. um, he, he's like, they're like, oh, we only have one pilot left. And he's like, uh, sorry, I can't help you anymore. And he takes off. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, sorry, bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, that, that's a nice little, yeah, that was a nice little callback to bring him back. And, you know, they're sort of like, uh, yeah. you know, friends or have some detente. Um, you know, I, I also like the whole, like, the like for a couple seasons now, Din was sort of on his own, and the Din Djarin's out there, and the Mandalorians, like, appear to be independent contractors, maybe, but, you know, we're seeing more about the covert and this Mandalorian culture of them living together, and uh, there's that part where Din has to basically stand in front of the campfire and be, like, make his case why people should... Why, why they need to help Navarro um, and why, you know, he's like, I can get a piece of land, you know, we can, we can live there. It might be in the, in the Mandalorian's best interest and, you know, let's come together and like not hide out here anymore. Um, I liked that. And I kind of liked how people were like, hell no, until past visible gets up and you kind of think that he's going to go against Din. And then he's like, totally like, no, I'm in. Um, and they're like, this no, is the way. I never and thought all, like, right? yeah. I never, I never felt that he was going to say no. I, I, I had a feeling like, like they just saved your son. 
of course he's going to say, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like what they're doing with, I like what they're doing with Bo. I like when her and mother oh, yeah. are down in, in, in the old forge and she's like, take off your helmet. And she's like, wait, I just got this thing back on. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, just do it. She's like, do, do you respect my, my position? And she's like, yeah. She goes, then take off your helmet. And I'm like, I was like, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And then she's like, you're, you know, and I never thought about it. She's like, you have walked both lives. Like you have been part of our culture. You've been part of the new, new age Mandalorian culture. Like you are the bridge between the two. Now go find the rest of the Mandalorians and let's rebuild our community, which yeah. I thought that was a it, really great, uh, great yeah. part of the storyline. I mean, I, I think that, Bo-Katan never, she never embraced, like, ancient Mandalorian culture until just now, right? Like, this is her first experience. She's never worn a helmet, right? I mean, except in, like, battle. She's she's never been, like, that person. Yeah. She's never been been the, we can't take this off now. And she was, and she, you know, yeah. And she's always, uh, you know, except for, you know, when she was a child girl. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, she's always mocked pretty much every government of uh yeah. of Mandalorian like like that's why she gr- joined the night owls you know um, yeah so she's not a yeah i like that I, you know just we talked last week about how it seemed like bo was starting to really embrace the way and starting to believe in the way um and wearing the helmet we saw that bit where she's like how do you eat with this thing on and you know um, and she yeah. seemed to be getting into it, and then to have Mother of the Armor say like, "All right, listen, uh, take it off," and she's like, "What? Like I, I can't do that, right?" Um, yeah, I really like that evolution of her character. That you walk both sides of it, you can you can be the connector. However, it's based on a little bit of a falsehood because she says like, Mother says to her, um, "You saw." you saw a mythosaur and I, you know, I thought they were extinct and like for you to see the mythosaur, that's like a big sign. And like this, okay. She's not the chosen one. That's not a word that mother used. It's not a word that would be in Star Wars, but this idea of the the theme that, you know, the, the arc of the chosen one is what's playing out with her. Right. Except that the mythos, she's never told anyone that the mythosaur had like Din Jaren in his mouth and, like Din doesn't maybe remember seeing it, but he like she she's not telling that part. Like she's keeping that to herself. Um, well, she did ask Din if he saw it, and he's like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Yeah, but she didn't say, "Oh my God, it was totally there. It, it, it was grabbing you and I." Right? Like, like, right? Like she is not saying anything. I think it's based on a little bit of a. Of a well, of I, a I, I mean, I understand. Now. I get what, you, yeah, I get what you're saying, but it, it also is a literal thing. Like, the mythosaur might have been trying to eat Din, but he didn't see it. She saw it. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a minute detail, but it's an important detail. It is, but but she like she's keeping it to herself. Like like Bo-Katan's a little bit. We've talked about how I don't want. Power hungry is not the right word, but she's always felt entitled to be the leader of the of Mandalore, right? Mm. And she's like kind of bitter that she was jipped out of being the queen, and she's got some issues there. And she, like, 
I mean, this is a thing that might come back on her. I'm just saying, right? Like, this is, like, either she's gotcha. going to feel guilty about it or, plus, you know, Din Djarin wields the dark saber, which, like, in Not theory, well, the though. person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> apparently, it's heavy as shit and you need to practice a lot. Um, but the person who holds the dark saber is the ruler of, yes. of the Mandalorians, right? Yes. So there's this complication for her there. Like, uh, I don't know. I just feel like if it didn't matter it, about the mythosaur, then why isn't she telling anyone? Like, and, and no one's asked. Like, Mother might be on right. her a little bit because, like, Mother never asked her. No one's no, – she never said, oh, my God, you saw a mythosaur? Holy shit. What were, what, where'd you see it? What was going on? Did it, did it bite you? Did it – like, there, there are zero questions about seeing the mythosaur. She's like, oh, really? So let me think about that. Okay. Uh, you're the one. Um, so, you know, Mother, like, you can't take anything she says at face value. She's such a right. intuitive – and smart person, and also a badass fighter, as we saw this week. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, so, I mean, I guess you just, you think I'm overthinking it, or you think, like, like no, I mean, why is she not saying You could be underthinking it, or I could be, or I could be, or you could be overthinking it, or I could be underthinking it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to lead to conflict, but maybe part of, Bo-Katan's growing up as a person should be yeah. at least coming clean and being like, you know, um, Din Djarin was with me. He was, it was trying to eat him or trying to drown him or whatever it was doing, right? Uh, it grabbed him and I saved him. Um, uh, I mean, if seeing a mythosaur is a sign, like, I, I don't know. I just think she's like withholding like a bit of why didn't she told the story? And why didn't Mother ask her the story? I don't know, because it's only a half-hour show. We don't have time for that shit. That's possible, There you right? go. <laughs> that is very possible. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I think we... But, yeah, I loved... Uh, great. It's all coming together. I love it when a show yep. comes together. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so uh, you like John Wick, huh? I liked it, too. I Did you enjoy John Wick? I... Uh, I it was did. long. I've, it didn't feel yeah. long, though. Like, I really, I, I wasn't, like, checking the clock going, oh, my God, is this thing over yet, you know? Because it's like each fight scene was, like, 15, 20 minutes long. <laughs> and the fucking stair no. scene, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The staircase was fantastic. When he, when he, when he fell all, the, when he fell all, got to the top and then fell all the way down. <laughs> and he keeps, like, falling and falling and falling. And yep. then, like, he climbs up a little more and then he falls again. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was kind yeah. of, that was pretty great. I mean, it, it didn't feel long partly because it gets better and better. I, I mean, I do think a big chunk of the beginning could have been, it could have cut a lot of the first 40 minutes out. Like, the whole attack on Osaka what, I mean, it's cool to show a giant samurai fight, like, not samurai, but all these guys with, like, katana swords. That was freaking awesome. But I was like, oh, you could have cut, like, 30 minutes out of the attack on Osaka, and it would have been the same movie. And then when you get to the after credit scene, okay, but, like, I got some issues with that after credit scene um, and what it is and what it means. Um, so, like, like, I don't think you needed to 
see that. Like, they could have just been like, oh, Sokka was destroyed also, right? And Jawa could be like, that guy was my friend. But it didn't feel long because it's better and better. My favorite, were the stairs your favorite part? I love the stairs, but I, I have a definite favorite set piece of this movie. And it is the gunfight in the traffic around the Arc de Triomphe where they're driving in circles around and around the Arc de Triomphe and, and um, John Wick's car has no doors. <laughs> and he's there. Like, that scene goes on for, like, 20 minutes, right? I love it. It's my favorite yeah. part. Oh, you know, the best part was when he um, – yeah, when before he gets – wait, I'm trying to think. Was that the same scene? Yeah, when he um, – before he gets in the car, like, he, he gets hit by the one car, and then he gets off of that car and immediately gets hit by another car. I was like, what oh, the hell God. are these cars? <laughs> uh, and he had previously, basically, uh, uh, he has a big – I mean, he gets hit by multiple cars, falls, like, off – like, he falls several times that mimics the fall at the end of the previous movie. You know the end of John McTurkey when he falls off that building? Yeah. Um, he has a couple falls. Like, you know, there have been some press, some interviews where it, like, like it is, like, Kenners has implied that maybe this might be it. They don't, they might not make another movie. They might, like, Ken Reeves was, like, 58 years old, and I can see, and he does almost all of his own stunts, right? And I can see I why he might be like, I can't be in this movie anymore. Well, well, actually, it's funny because. car, like, at least three or four times. I read an interview with, with um, uh, Chad Stahulski recently, and they said um, that he and Keanu have had a conversation about it, and he, um, they both said that they'll, as long as people want to keep seeing the movies, they might make the movies for the rest of their lives. <laughs> so, there oh, are, it's funny, mean... actually, because they're already uh, – well, apparently because it's uh, four has done so well, there's, they're already talking about – they're already talking about having a, a possible five. But because this movie has done so well, they're saying it might actually happen sooner rather than later. But, but Ballerina will still be out before any new John Wick movie. Hmm. Well, I don't think these movies have to happen with John. – John Wick movies can happen without John Wick being the central – like, he could – take on a role like mm, I don't necessarily see him leading a continental like Winston does or, but you know how you know how Halle Berry got out of it and she yeah. became like a, a higher level person or does John Wick get a seat at the table high table or like you could do a lot of things where Keanu Reeves doesn't have to beat the shit out of his body in his 60s right um, like they could do a few things but I mean, I, I mean, I can't look. I'm, I'm several years young. I'm old, but I'm younger than Keanu Reeves. And I watch that, and I'm like, holy shit, this guy's 58 years old. Like, um, this is like, you know, he's just he's, he's just, around he's, the same age as yeah, yeah. Is he 60? He'll be, is he, he was born, he was, no, he was he was born in 69, so he'll be 64. So he'll be he'll be 59 in September. I'm looking right now. 59. All right. So he's, like, around the Tom Cruise age, and the two of these guys, like, holy shit, how do they do this, right? And and yeah. Keanu Reeves does most of his own stunts. I did read a little interview where he said, Keanu Reeves said one of the hardest stunts was in that scene at the Arc de Triomphe where he has to, he has to drive a car with no doors, like, in reverse <laughs> and spin it, and then spin it out while shooting, right? <laughs> 
and like that kind of stuff they rehearse forever. Um, I, you know, I, I thought the plot was decent. It was a little thin at the beginning where John Wick shoots the, you know, John shoots the, uh, uh, whatever that guy's called, the Bedouin out in the desert guy that he killed. The, uh, uh, one of the high tables. from the high table. He's from the right table. And he kills him basically because he won't give him his wedding ring back, which is a very John Wick thing to do, right? Yeah. Um, it's a little thin premise for him to, like, these, I don't know, like, there has to be a movie where he's not incommunicado. <laughs> um, but that's what sets it in motion for John to be incommunicado. I, so I was surprised at the, um, at the, at the after credits. So there's a new character. In this movie. That was I, um, God, that pissed me off actually. The after credit? Wait, like the wait is like the ten credit. minutes for the after credits that was like thirty seconds long. They could have made it a mid credit. Not even. <gasps> I feel like it was like maybe fifteen seconds. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're probably right. And it was not what I was wanting to see. Like, like. No. Turns out that it's the daughter, the concierge from Osaka. Yeah, Mia. Who, Mia is maybe avenging her father's death, right? She's come She's come for Kane. We don't see her kill Kane. We see her whip out a knife, and that's where it ends, right? Um, yeah. I don't really... Okay, we didn't spend enough time with them, maybe, to be so invested in her revenge. Um, right? Like... Well, the thing, I mean, she does... She. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're setting up a sequel or a, a, a spinoff for it. Because she does tell John when he leaves, she says, if you don't kill him, I will. She you does. Know? And look, I, so, I felt that loss mostly because I love Hiroyuki Sonata. Like, we love Hiroyuki Sonata, right? Yeah. He's a great actor. We've seen him in so much stuff. For him to die hits us, mainly because of the goodwill we have with that actor. Um, I understand a daughter wanting to avenge her father, but I was kind of surprised that's where it went because I really thought, I knew that, so a friend of mine had, seen it and told me make sure you stay for the scene and I knew there would be a scene and I kind of assumed it would be this new character who we Ballerina. known as the tracker in, in the credits he's the tracker but he also calls himself oh, him, yeah. throughout the entire film right yeah nobody ballerina yeah. would be good to us ballerina but I thought nobody was going to be the after credit scene and nobody by the way um uh the whole movie I'm like oh my god he's so he looks so familiar to me who is that guy I know that guy I know that guy he had a major role in Winona Earp, which Jamie and I both watched and covered for this podcast. So um, he was dolls in Winona. But I liked that character, actually. And I, yeah, you know, that character and I, was I a lot really of fun. I love the dog. I did, too. And I really felt like of, uh, he, he loves dogs. And, and, you know, there's this moment where he could kill John Wick and he doesn't. Basically, he gives John Wick a pass because John saved his dog, right? John, like, saved his dog, yeah. John could John could kill nobody, and instead he turns and saves the dog, and and later nobody returns that favor. And I thought, oh, if there's going to be an after credit scene, it's going to be this guy for sure, right? He's basically John Wick's frenemy now, and he loves dogs. Come on. And I I was surprised that wasn't the scene that we got. I was disappointed in that in that scene. It was not a good. Scene. Yeah, I was, I was. I, 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 I actually was like, I waited through all these credits for that. I was, I was a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah it, I, I don't want to see that movie. That didn't make me want to see that movie. No. That's what that was. 
which is not what it was. No, Kane. Maybe have plans to. Yeah, yeah. Kane would Kane would take her out in thirty seconds. Okay. Yeah, she's no match for Kane. He's he's already he already he had already had her dead to rights once. Yeah, he (laughs) already bested he bested her and he let her live. Yeah. Right. He already had the chance to kill her and he didn't. Um, and really, Kane. Kane's that character who doesn't have a choice, right? I mean, Kane. Right. I don't know. Kane. A Kane origin story might be a better story because they there's so much that's not that's not said in Kane. Like Kane, there's all thing with the daughter, which it appears that one thing I didn't like about, and I know we want to wrap this up, but one thing I didn't really love about the Kane storyline was, you know, the high table. I get it's not ever really said, but it seems like the high table. He's threatening to kill his daughter. He has to serve the high table or they'll kill his daughter, right? Right, Um, It's not ever how the high table has operated. Now, I get it that they have this new fancy boy who's (laughs) – The the, The marquee. The high table has delegated – they've delegated all of their work to the marquee who, oh, my God, his costumes? I was like, come on, dude. Where do you get those clothes? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, But the the (laughs) marquee is the worst. Scar's – Skarsgård was great, I, and I didn't even know I didn't I didn't know he was in it, but I recognized his voice when they had, when they were showing his back. I, I heard his voice and I was like, "Is that?" And he turned around. I was like, "It's Bill Skarsgård." Yes, he was good, but he he's that guy that you just want to punch in the face. Like Skarsgård does. Oh yeah. So oh absolutely. Well, Bill, right. Like I just want to and punch that guy in the face. He's the worst. I'm like, what are you oh, wearing? What's with those I, little waistcoats and those, yeah. And, and how ominous was it that they killed Sharon and, and you know, uh. I they filmed this long before Lance Reddick died, so when Sharon, Sharon uh. died, I was like, oh my God. It's like, fucking, that's, wow. <laughs> no, yeah, I can't believe they killed him in this. I, I could not believe they they voluntarily killed him in this movie that was crazy. i mean it it has high stakes for uh, you know there's supposed to be a spin-off um about the continental yes. about the early there's, days of yep. the continental it's, that's yep. coming it's gonna be on it's gonna be on peacock there's three episodes each episode's an hour and a half long and it's set <laughs> in the 70s me? are you shitting me and it's, it's set, three episodes yep, and they're an hour serious. and a half long Yep. Oh, that's insane! I don't know how long it is. Um, it's um, it's it's set in the seventies, and it it shows the start of Winston and Sean. Uh, so probably other characters playing, other actors playing yeah. when they were younger. Yeah, yes, yeah, um, yeah. I don't think th- I don't think they're going to uh, de-age Ian McShane and Lance Reddick. No, <laughs> well, no, no. Lance Reddick, but not not for but, uh, yeah, not, yeah. Um, yeah, I was surprised to see him killed uh it it was kind of like important for part of the motion of the and yet and yet it was i mean really it wasn't the driving force of the it was it was just to show what a dick the marquee is right like this whole movie was like you know that the that for some reason which was never really clearly played out but for some reason the high table decided to delegate all their work Basically, the high table hired a contractor to do all their work for them, and it well, was basically John, the marquee. They just got to the they got to the point with John Wick. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let the marquee deal with it. Yeah, I guess <laughs> they were like, we'll pay you a lot of money to deal with this. 
for us, and they hired the worst fancy guy they could get who thinks he lives in France in 1820 and he's the king or something, or 17, whatever. It wasn't the yeah. French Revolution, like 1824, 1750 or whatever. Um, that I, guy was the I, worst. Yeah. I'll tell you what, um, I was so pissed off when when they were sitting at the table talking about the duel, and yeah. I, I didn't even think about the fact that he could pick a champion. So when he said that Kane was going to fight in his place, I was like, oh, son of a bitch. I'm like, this bastard. I was so pissed yeah. off because it never yeah. even crossed my mind that he could do that. But the scene, that, the, yeah. the scene was great when he's like, ooh, ooh, he's down. I, I, I'll take the last shot. I'll take the killing blow. And Ian McShane uh, just like stole that scene when he was like, he's like, yeah. he never fired you, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like just that was great. That was a great so, ending. Good movie. Um, I did. I did read um, quickly that um, this interview with uh, it was an interview with Chad, I think Chad Stachowski. That's how you say it, right? Keanu was not in the, but Chad said that in this interview he said that Keanu Reeves was committed to John Wick saying as few words as possible. You know, John, so somebody did the math. John Wick only says 380 words in the whole movie. It's three hours. Yeah. And he says 380 words. And that, that Reeves was committed that John Wick would have, like, not speak a lot. And, and Chad, Chad Stachowski said that, um, Keanu Reeves cut out about 50% of the words that were in the original <laughs> script. And he was That's like, funny. you know, when they're sitting at the table and they're choosing, like, what weapon they're going to be using and what time of day and when, like, Keanu just says, pistols, gone. Like, he only says, like, you know, he, he's, he was. Right. He felt strongly That's that funny. John Wick is a man of few words, yeah. So anyway, good movie, yeah. Well, he really it. is. Really yeah. Good movie. yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. we will be back next week with one less show because Quantum Leap was the finale. Yeah. We will have the last two episodes of Shadow and Bone. Not Fire and Sand. Not Sand and Bo- Shadow. <laughs> Why can I not get it right? <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, and uh, I don't think we're adding. I feel like we're adding something else soon, but I don't know off the top of my head what the heck that could be. Like it's starting to come back in June, May, June. Stuff are coming back, so yeah, we'll see what's back. Speaking, I mean, well, we are going to add the walk- Ju- mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are going to fear. Fear of the Walking Dead comes in April, I think. And is it so is it, is it fear's last season? Stop. I don't think it's actually been canceled yet. I think oh, they're God. hoping that Kim Dickens is going to save them. <sighs> I love Kim oh. Dickens, but no. But anyway, um, and uh, I mean, it's, it's a ways off, but June 11th is when Secret Invasion starts on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. They announced that, that the other day. Next oh, that's right. Yeah. We had a conversation about, we had a conversation in the text message today. Totally yeah, forgot. Yeah, that's a new Marvel series. So. All right, so. great. All right. All right. Uh, I'll talk to you next Good week. To talk to you. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care. And we are done.